Hey world, Mike is here, giving a shout out to Kind of Epic Show, here to promote my new album, Eleven Gates, an epic electronic journey. It's made its debut on August 16th this week. Eleven Gates is available on Bandcamp at micusmusic.bandcamp.com. Thanks again for all the listeners out there and to Kind of Epic Show. Thanks guys, keep it epic. Coming from uh, not too far north, but I uh, was actually interviewing a buddy about doing uh, Earth, and uh, it ended up being a long talk, and I didn't watch the clock as much as I'd wanted to. Um, but yeah, I'm on the way. Start without me. If you're getting this message, start without me. But uh, I'll be there like 7:30 maybe. Um, I can't imagine it's much later than that. And I will bring beer. I will have a peace offering. But did you expect me to be on time anyway? Anyway, goodbye. I get that you like prayed for a really long time under a tree, and I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> this is a really um, yeah. not going to work Thank for you. me. Everybody, the thing that's real weird is if you so like if you don't live in the city or in the region where that monastery you're going to is, right? You go, say you travel to, to Beijing Ooh. and you want to go into a, a monastery there. Mm-hmm. A lot of the older ones are historical sites, so they charge admission. So everybody to get in the door has to pay unless you're a citizen of that city. And then, in, like, then a lot of it, they're, they're giving, uh, you know, give, giving money up as offerings or like buying these these religious artifacts in the gift shop and then taking them in and having them blessed in a ceremony and trying to make like bring good luck to them and take them home and, and uh it's kind of big money as big of a money making bullshit scheme as I would say the Catholic Church is. Well <laughs> in in Japan they do the thing where you buy uh you buy a parenma. So you, you like write um, you write like a wish and then you buy the token and it's like some of them will be like themed to the shrine so like it might be a horse shrine you might buy a horse enma something like that enema? no not enema okay you're not getting it <laughs> I thought you said horse well, I mean you could I'm sure that there are some that offer like a spiritual enema <laughs> like just like the Buddha just goes right in and out of your system spiritual mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure people pay a lot for a lot a lot for that in Kyoto man dude yeah, that's. I, I think that's the other meaning of the Kyoto drip. It ain't just coffee. <laughs> you just get you get cleansed, buddy. Oh no, I did see, I did see these these folks like they bought five gold Buddha statues, mm-hmm. and then they had they had the ceremony going on, and they brought it, them and other few other folks brought their items up, and then the like the head monk, the leading brother, he. He would bless them while they were singing in this like rhythmic, like, I guess they chanting this rhythmic thing with some small instruments going in the background, and uh, and another another big part of it is the burning of the incense. Mm-hmm. So like you're saying, you know, you might buy a token. You you are not offering, you burn the wish. incense, yeah. and you're praying. You're not praying for spiritual enlightenment usually. No, you you need help with a particular yeah. pragmatic thing, and you're like, 
Pluto. Come on, it's totally. Me, please help me figure this out. He was. I think that was the only thing I knew with any with any certainty that I could actually talk about was just like, yeah, yeah, it's not. You're at least right about that. Like, it's, it, he he teaches a lot about like Eastern and uh, Western philosophies, and so like a lot of the the book, like the popular culture series that he wrote on, was like he somehow gets to apply that stuff to things like Harry Potter, <laughs> which is interesting. So like, there was an interesting ethical dilemma about like the. Um, the people who disapparate unsuccessfully. Oh yeah. And so like it's kind of like having a teleporter accident. And so like he had he he turned that into like a, a philosopher or a philosophical debate, which I thought was pretty interesting. What did they call that when when you uh, split not spliffed when you would disapparate and you you made a mistake you know like you don't focus hard enough on the destination so you. Splinch, 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 yeah, splinch, splinch. Or splinch something. You like basically sever a limb or get this horrible gash. You know, remember that happens to one of the Weasleys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I completely forgot. So that it happens to Ron when they're trying to run away. Yes. That shit was awesome. I love, love Gord. My Harry. He Potter. hadn't been recording this whole time, had he? I, I started about five months ago. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. I, I don't did. think they're gonna find any of that interesting. Well, Gabe, it's We're the kind of epic show. I digress, my friend. Buddhism is interesting. I think it's very interesting. I mean, I hope we aren't making too much overly generalization. I think that we're doing the opposite. We're, we're like, we're like not making. We, I think people expect us to overgeneralize shit. Well, I think that was the point. Is like, we're saying it's not. It's not just the one thing. It's no, no it's, it's like people are people. It's it's really it's like it's really self-interpreted. It's I think more self-interpreted. The average twenty-something white dude is just like, man, it's super spiritual and like you like get yourself like really on the plane of existence. I definitely You're really felt out some, there, man. I definitely felt some very positive emotions sitting like sitting through some ceremonies like that and that like going through the rituals that they perform yeah, when we were there. I I mean. I so would you, did you visit Harbin? Where did you go? Yeah, we went all, all, went all kinds of places in China. We were all up, pretty much all along the East Coast. You guys are all better traveled than me. I've never gotten out of the, the country, even with my last name. David, you've been anywhere? Not out of the country, no. never been out of the country? No, I'm sorry. I'm paying more attention to where I'm going to set up this video. And we Make sure you get a good angle, so if I like, actually... Buddy, I, I, none, of, none of us, other than Chance, are... Make sure you get a good angle of his angle. I can see, Gabe. Your face has got a good silhouette. Yeah, yeah none, of, none of us are really photogenic, except for maybe Chance. Chance and Taylor. Taylor's yeah. going to be here momentarily. We're all beautiful. No. Don't let people tell you you're not beautiful. All right. Uh, I guess we should... I've been recording for six and a half minutes. I assume that's just going to go, because you said you were actually going to put effort into it this time. Should, should I say welcome with the Facebook Live video on? Yeah. All right. It's already happened uh, now. Yeah. You should probably make, like, zany faces and stuff and be yeah, like, yo. How far are you going to have to go? Have to go pretty fucking far. You got to lean all the way. Is that the line, or is it always that square? I have no clue. Uh, th no, it's just the square. square. Do you want to have a little bit more of this, Uh, No, because that is 10.3%. Yeah, is. David, do you want to have a little bit more of this? Yes, I will. Finish that one up. I'd like to have one of our peshies. Do the rest of it. Would you like a peshi, Mr. Uh, Mr. Or Crowley? I'm fine. Do the rest of it here. It's almost done. We have a bottle opener? We do have yeah. a bottle opener. Right there, sir. I can't compare. I also have my teeth. There you go. That's the ticket. I do not have the dental capacity to open a beer oh, I bottle probably would. I'd probably crack like three. Three crowns. Be done. They call me uh, Jaws. Like the. Jaws he actually Jaws. just passed away. I know. Sad. Sad day. Old people dying. I think he was from the Isle of Wight. Or no, he was from Jersey. There's an actual Jersey that isn't a tire fire. <laughs>
And we are live. All right, guys. We are live. Um, in color. We're going to go ahead and just get started without Taylor. He'll, he's on his way. He's on his way, apparently. We will be waiting him for him travel. when Wish he's him here. Wish him safe travel. He, he's a season two Power Ranger. Maybe blow him I mean, he's a, he's a season two Power Ranger? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I like the season two Power Ranger. But yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the, the, Come on. The, but the rest of us are like all on a UN mission or some BS excuse that we've come up with for plot reasons. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, welcome to the 200th episode of Kind of Epic Show. Yeah. We've been doing this for four and a half, five years almost now. It's been a, it's been a good minute. Um, we're drinking, and we're gonna get, we're gonna get, we're gonna get, we're gonna get I was told that if you get Swifty, it involves defecation, so we probably won't. We're not gonna get No, this floor already shit on itself. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's something for us to know, and no one else. Because there's a swastika on the floor. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm not joking, there totally no, is. No, no, you're not posting that. No, you're no, deleting that no, Facebook already, Live video. It's already on. No one knows where we're at. No one knows where we're at. I don't want to be associated with why. why what, what are That's worse. The table. In, what, in what way is that Gabe, better? Gabe, there are people watching you bitch at me right now. Exactly, because without context, <laughs> they're thinking like, well, why were there five white guys in a room with... <laughs> She thought that room looked familiar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. well, now they're gonna cast aspersions on your wife. <laughs> well, now they're no, gonna be like, actually, oh, I see Marissa was familiar with that particular symbol. <laughs> Let's get Welcome to the kind of epic show. Not the kind of ethnic show, the kind of epic show. You just made it worse. I know you I did. You just made it worse. I know that I did. Great. And we lost like four watt, like watchers. Thanks, Gabe. Oh man. Why are you even? I don't even. I don't like technology. You don't like technology? No, no, I don't like the, like, the concept like of these. And I've done. I did do a Facebook Live recently at a friend who listens because she broadcasts now from the meltdown in uh, in the studio. Uh, my sister says hi. She's hello. Currently in Florida. Crystal. Oh, yeah. She says hi. No, Amber. Amber's in Florida. Oh, hello, Amber. Andrew, anything to say? No. Which will set the tone for the entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. What well, was it you were concerned about? I remember when we were the first like couple of times you recorded, you were worried that you had like your catchphrase was like um. No, it was meh. Or meh. Meh. It was definitely yeah, yeah. meh. It was meh. That was Andrew. All right. Well, um, again, let me fix this camera here. What would be David's catchphrase? Um. Maybe. Eh. Wait, which David are we talking about? Yeah, well, this David. Me or Gilman. Yeah, the other David doesn't exist. David what? David, wait, what? Dean wait. said fuck off, Dave, again. So that's good. Dean? He, yeah. He just you to fuck off. Yeah. Orion? Yeah. No, no, no. Dean Hirschman. Uh-huh. Thanks, Dean. Love you, buddy. Who's Dean Hirschman? Great coworker. Uh, Dean, unlike, uh, unlike me, you also don't, well, not unlike me, but you also don't know how to use Facebook Live as well. So. <laughs> Did he like Facebook as shorts or something? No, no, he's old. Oh, so okay. <laughs> I tried to. I tried to Facebook. I know you're watching, Dean. I tried to Facebook the uh, the stuff from the canal the other night, and I didn't do it very well. Oh, what did you do? The the Indie In Light Festival that was fantastic. I heard about that. Yeah, like no. the whole the whole like two and a half miles was lit up. Oh. It was literally lit as fuck. <laughs> it was great. It was lit as fuck. And then I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then went to um, I went to a silent disco there. 
with uh, Jeremiah. That was so fun. you wear headphones? Or yeah, 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 you wear headphones. Um, see, there was one problem, though, is like one of them had a really like hardcore hip-hop station, which was great, until it wasn't great. Because just fucking, fucking punching people. Yeah, and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you hear the the N word started appearing, and it's like I'm less comfortable dancing to this, even though no one can hear what's going on. <laughs> it's just it's suddenly, and you could see other white people also having the same reaction, and then black people reacting to the white people having that reaction and just keeling over with laughter. And I, but I, I still changed the channel. For, mm. uh, yeah. I had a similar. Experience. I turned it to to swing music at that point, recently. and then I I, I did a dosey do. Yeah. Chief, if you move your leg a little oh, bit, swing it's a music, great you know, for you know, uh, swing music was popular uh, right around the time uh, where a certain party began to rise to power. Oh, good God. You're really not doing much to fight oh, the Nazi oh. history. Well, good job, Dave. I, I My grandmother once experience. stole rugs from this place. I, really? I believe yeah, it. she did. But it was a hotel. Your grandma was a badass. She was. She ran a saloon. That was frequented by like prohibition era mm-hmm. people, and she saved it. She didn't burn down the kitchen. Don't don't believe what the police say. <laughs> I'm sure it was the insurance company. They were the guilty party. No, I so I had a similar experience not too long ago. Oh. Kind of felt uh, out ex- extremely out of place. Did you just spill the beer? I did not. He just a little little a bit. Little bit. He's all, all good. But uh, yeah, we were at the state fair this summer, and I really wanted to go see Anthony Hamilton. It's one of my favorite R and B artists. And he's playing the free stage, and so uh, hey, put we, those bags away. we arrived. We arrived just in time to catch maybe the last two songs of his. Uh, his I need something band, to the Hamiltons. Oh, what is the favorite time moment? Don't worry about it. It ain't ours. Well, that's why I worry so, about it. So uh, they started at, when Anthony Hamilton came out. He started doing a rendition of Marvin's Gaze, "What's Going On," which was fantastic. Ooh, and it's but it segued into this. It was kind of like a, like a gospel. Thing he was doing, and he was singing something to the effect of, they're trying to rape our daughters, they're trying to kill our sons, they're trying to rape our daughters, just chanting this over and over again. It, the music was beautiful. It wasn't none of his recorded stuff that I was familiar with, but there were a couple of older folks, that wasn't the very back of the crowd, a couple of older folks that were sitting right in front of me, just periodically looking over their shoulder at me, like, seeing if I was still there, if I was still grooving to the song about, you know, the, the social injustice being perpetrated upon them people, and and I started to get a little bit uncomfortable, and luckily they did, uh, did Birdman's Put Some Respect on My Name. <laughs> they put a melody to that, which was incredible, and uh, lightened the mood up a little bit. There's even that in country music, which you, you can be surprised. This is like, you know how the bluegrass bands or whatever, you do dancing or whatever, mm-hmm. and then old people get really offended if you then dance at a gospel song. They're like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. That is secular. You've got the devil inside you. <laughs> Child, you are not right in the head. Apparently, we're cutting in and out of good signals, so I'm going to go ahead and cut the video right now. Oh, um, thank God. Again, again, if you guys are watching, please comment. Tell us what to talk about. Anything's good. Anything's a go right now. Again, leave me a voicemail. We'll play it on air. We actually have one coming up from Joel Fiddler. The Fiddler so, on the Roof. That's going to be awesome. Can't wait to play it. All right. So... See you guys shortly. All right, bye. Do you mind if I ask you all some questions? I just want to say yeah, you can ask us any Related questions. to some podcasting? This, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a burning comment I need to put out there, though. Okay. So, so the, the collective width of our bands was so strong that we shut down Facebook Live. Yeah. Yeah, right? I'm just we we just killed it. Our, our girth. Our either, that or, so great. either that or... Either that or... 
they knew what we were talking about and gave they made a super racist. They shut like, us down. This shit can't be on here. Things could have been worse. Do you have questions? Yeah, I was gonna. I'll start with David. Yes. What has been your favorite podcasting experience? A favorite podcasting experience? Experience. I don't. I don't think that episode exists because I was on the floor laughing too hard. Which one two substances? Day? Which one was that day? The one in New York. No, 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 no. Was no. it the first one that never got published? No, not that one. It was. Uh, I think we were trying to talk about the Ninja Turtles. Oh no, you published that one. I don't think I did. Yeah, you did. You and me and Gilman and and Andrew gave all. Is that what, was that the NSFW one? Which one? <laughs> which one? Yeah. I, I think I know which one you're talking. The one about. where you rule thirty four the turtles. No, I'm per- no, no, no. That was like episode three. No, yeah, no. This was uh, trying to talk about the cartoon. That's think. still on YouTube. You should take that off YouTube if you ever want to get hired anywhere. I think. <laughs> yeah, I've made my piece. Oh boy. No, that, that's one of them. Uh, that's one thing I always think about. Also, when the, we were recording at Gilman's and we felt that house explode. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> were you in Hales? Holy shit. I wasn't there for that one. With, yeah. that, with that person who blew up their house in Southport? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could feel it from his house in Greenwood. Oh, I couldn't, yeah. That's not a favorite moment, but that's just something I, I always remember. For sure. What about you, Andrew? Got a memorable moment? Me? <laughs> uh... Nothing really comes to mind, but I, I know that like you know, we kind of did gangbusters numbers on that Hobbit episode when Leverett and I, you know, we really nerdy uh, and deep in the Tolkien lore. Yeah. He, he blacked out in the middle of it. So uh, I'm, so, I'm so sad. <laughs> that, that is like you know the, the prolonged uh, argument that you know he can still continue to this day over. Uh, oh, oh, don't argument. say it! Don't, <laughs> don't say it! We're not going to talk about it because I have a kick-over microphone stand, so I I'll give the one that I own. The name of this episode is Fart versus Entertainment. Yeah, Fart versus Entertainment, the yeah. 200th episode extravaganza. Farts and crafts. Yes. Well, no, Gilman's not here, so I guess I would be on the side that it's just like I can't believe you well, think Oh, no, no, no. One of, the, one of the best moments on the podcast, Gabe, was... Oh, wait, like, just Gilman just, like, lost his shit. on you. Uh, oh, man. He'd watched, he'd watched um, apparently the, uh, that, that Hitler gift too many times, and he was just like chatting. Nine, 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 nine. <laughs> That's going to be the name of the episode. The Hitler gift? No. I hope nine. not. Nine. Oh, there's silence. Uh, All right, actually, I have a voicemail I'm going to play, so I'm going to play that for us. Uh, I'm going to hit pause, put in the thing. And then we'll listen to it, and then you guys will have it with better audio, because I'm not just going to record it off of my phone. All right. Sound good, guys? All yeah, right. You can make that. I am editing this episode like a motherfucker. Good, good, so. good. Yeah, you can edit out, like, everything I say, and I'll be totally fine with it. I know, I know, I know. All right, I'm going to hit pause. Has this ever happened to you? Well, I just can't find a squid at this hour of the night. Well, at 555-0134, you can rent a squid. Rent a squid? Well, that sounds too good to be true. How does it work? Well, you call this number, and within an hour, we will deliver a squid live and squiggly just for you. Wow, it's so simple. I called 555-RENT-A-SQUID, and now I have a squid all my own. Yes, you can eat it. You can play with it. You can do naughty things with it. 
the squid is trying to eat my puppy, and that's, that's, that's just all right with me. We take no part in the squids eating the puppies. That's five, five, five. Rinse the squid. It's just for your squid, 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 squid rinsing needs. Fake advertisements on the show? Are there fake advertisements on the show? Yeah, Lingner, had you ever thought about doing that? Well, Mike has an uh, ad at the beginning of his new that's, album. That's a real ad, and I mean, that's not a fake one. No, no, it's not. Oh. I really like that. I don't know I don't know how that came to their mind after you said, you want to ask us a question? Got a comment about the show, and they're like, we're going to sell you some motherfucking squids. <laughs> Hey, you know, who doesn't need a squid in their life? After they put a pretty logical argument out there, I kind of feel like I need one. It'll open my beer bottles for me. Yeah, right? <laughs> for a whale. No. No, in the, in the squid versus whale debate, I think you got to go with the thing that doesn't have backbone. And that could fit in your pocket. Yeah. A little squid will fit in your pocket. Which one fucked up a real-life, real-life, real-ass boat? I'm here, I haven't heard any squids destroying real boats. Have you ever released... Squid NATO. Yeah, like, but if you have a pet whale, you can't be like, I released the kraken. There's no releasing the whale. Then, you just, then you're not allowed to free willy in public. <laughs> you can release the kraken, and there's no re legal repercussions for that. Not in this state. I got five words for you. Obi dicks out for Harambe. What's wrong? My ears. <laughs> hey, he's just trying to get the message out to as many people as possible. Gotta respect it. I was yeah, gonna send, I was, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this because this is probably gonna be Andrew's Christmas present. Oh, don't ruin his Christmas gift. Yeah. I don't ruin yeah. mine today. I don't think he has it for Christmas. What is it? He told me that my Christmas gift was gonna be a Clayton Bigsby coffee mug filled with his season. <laughs> you said that. I just sent you the photo of the t shirt and coffee cup. You know you put that evil on me, Chancellor. I, I may have said that. I did say that. I, I have the textual evidence for it. Textual. I, I have room for your textual assault. What were you gonna say, Gabe? Oh, it was a it was a Harambe T-shirt. <laughs> it, it, it had um. A, oh, I don't even want to say what the. You no, know, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Jake was more than just uh, uh, kind of kind kind of ethnic cleansing. Kind of ethnic cleansing. Whoa, whoa. Uh, also, uh, right before that, rickety rickety Rex, son. Yeah. We, we turned it to uh, the uh, anime show Bleach. No, that ended. Yes, just like people and certain races, like uh, the 4 by 400 meter race. Uh, <laughs> why why did you bring this on us, David? We could have just recorded in Chance's bedroom, and that would have been no. no that would Look, not there, there are certain races that are not fun to watch. Uh, some of them, like, some relay races, you know, kind of wasteful, you know, uh, car races. Did you see the French, the French guy who, who was doing the, the power walking in the Olympics? And he shit himself? <laughs> no, I did not see that. That's a surprise. That's like on a, live like, television. It's like a 29-mile like race. It's like probably the most brutal event in the Olympics. Cause there was blood. That doesn't surprise me. No, no. Uh, if you, like, watch, like, their nipples were bleeding and all kinds of
kinds of stuff. It was shirts. unbelievable Why television. Why not go shirtless? Because they have to wear their shirt. And you have to represent, yeah, the, to, the nation. Get a tattoo on your nipples. I don't know. Yeah, there's got to be a way to prevent nipple chafing. Somebody somewhere has figured that out already. If you had mandates. Did you see uh, Edsel posted a pretty good photo from... Uh, from past? Yeah, from yeah. Past. Okay, okay. Edsel's been stuck on a boat for five months. His first day back at land, he goes to fucking PAX. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Awesome. Good for him. He, no, he did that last time he came back, too. He went to Emerald City right when he got back. What's, stage. again, no issues with that at all? No, no. But He'll have actual money to spend at the convention. Yeah, he was stuck on a boat for two extra months. Yeah, that's awful. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. A photo of someone in the crowd holding up a, a, a poster of Harambe that had tons of autographs all over it. I don't know if they were like signing a petition or like gonna send the car to to the zoo or what. I think there's a is there a We the People petition to have Harambe made the national animal? I don't know. I think there is. I can believe that. There have been silly petitions put on the yeah. national government's website. I recently learned that one of Andrew and I's friends, he has some connections to uh, to the Cincinnati Zoo. He knows some zookeepers there, so he, in, in talking to him about this, Andrew made a, made a comment about Harambe, and he's like, oh, I know some people at the Cincinnati Zoo. It's been a thing. So I, I kind of figure that he's randomly sending them emails of, of Harambe gifts and memes and just uh, stuff. The sad thing to be laughing at, but... What's come out of it has been sheer comedy all over. Uh, so apparently we're promised uh, taco trucks on every corner come uh, election day? I heard that. I'm okay with that. The question though is, are they going to be the traditional style with the limes, the cilantro and the onions? Or are we going to get that swag with the sour cream on it? No, no. Well, we need, we need like some Korean fusion trucks too. Word. I don't know where I stand on the breakfast taco argument. I am generally opposed to breakfast tacos. I will change your mind. I would I would be open to it. I'm breakfast curious. There's a, there's a joint. Well, what, what's funny is like uh, like there's a long history of like uh, Mexican foods being demonized by various politicians in the U.S. Like you know, they refer to the food trucks as roach coaches. Uh, make you sleepy. It'll make you sick. It's not good. It's not healthy. Hey, yeah, the MSG thing is BS. Oh, yeah, like the Chinese yeah, umami is life, baby. I need me some umami in my my, my stomach. Boil mushrooms for hours to get that shit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually really interesting how they make soy sauce there. If you remember the process, I did not know. Yeah, there's only um, there's actually a local soy sauce maker down in Louisville. They, oh, they, yeah, yeah. They do bar- bourbon barrel aged. Uh, yeah, Kentucky Yaki, they call it. Yeah, yeah really. It's, 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 it's pretty. So, so, how do they make soy sauce? Is it something like fish sauce? Or well, there's, there's some way that they capture the sodium uh, from, I'm trying to remember if they, they do it, they cultivate it with salt. It's a, it's a malt process, I believe. Oh, you're right. Hold on, hold on. We actually have a call. Uh, live on air? I'm going to answer this one live. Make sure you let them know they're live. Hello, you are live on air, Mr. Kasoniak. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Not well. Man, interesting so far. Uh, Gabe is having issues with it, but everybody else is having Oh, it's an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Tell everybody where you're at right now. Tell everybody where you're at right now and what, what you're doing. Oh, nice, nice. Having fun and see anything good? What do you demo? Ganja out that way, my friend. broadcasting on Facebook Live. No, I don't wonder why you didn't want us you, broadcasting. You, you, you have just wondered so much. Yeah, yeah. that's what we keep, uh, we keep posting on Facebook Live, so... Check out our antics. Check out... Yeah, we, we keep uh, pausing it and whatnot, but yeah. Trying something new out and Gabe's not happy with it. No, not at all. No, no, no. We can't disclose the location. <laughs> we can't disclose the location. We're in a bunker. But it has a Nazi symbol on the floor underneath the table. <laughs> you know exactly where we're at. <laughs> None of us are going to have jobs on Monday. Fuck you, David West. It sounds so horrible. Okay, nobody listens to the show. It's okay. That's been my one. Yeah, now though, it's gonna blow up. You're gonna put all sorts of shitty things on social media, like, "Hey, celebrate our 200th episode. Come check us out." And they go on there. And well, Gabe, if that's the case, if we blow up, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. We lose money on this. <laughs> we don't make any money on it. Thanks for calling, Yeah, thanks for calling, Axel. Yeah, see you when you get back. Wait, when will we see you? Hey, when when will we see you? Tell people when you'll be back. <laughs> Sweet, we've missed you. Yeah. You excited, you excited to go to the Twin Cities? Alright, buddy. Yeah, it's it's Andrew just mumbling no, about. Our Twin Cities vacation. Our, our vacation to the Twin Cities, you know, with you and Tyler in October, going to the Prince Museum, going to some shows. <laughs> Yo, buddy. All right, bye. He's really hot. That's old Casoniac. Love and life. Eddie K. You know, the 
West Coast, playing video games. He probably had to sign some non-disclosure agreements to play some of those games, you think? No, it's all been shown at... Are you doing Facebook Live right now? What if I was? Nothing, just curious. Put us in the chat room. Oh, uh, Peaches is here. Peaches is here. We're going to pause. Go get go get him. You go out and get him. You know what he looks like, I right? Peaches. We have a special guest for the podcast, one Werner Herzog, who you can clearly see is not Werner Herzog because of the magic of the Facebook Live. But what even is a Facebook? In the end, we must all have the Facebooking on ourselves. It does it book your face. What is it even? My face. You don't respond to the questions I am asking you. And I wonder, are you even a peach? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know these things. I'm, a, I'm an apricot. I fooled you this whole entire time. Oh. Such is the deception of uh, man. Whatever you are, you're in the pits. So, the pits. Thank you. The stony fruit of your soul has been exposed online. Okay. All right. Uh, you can check it out on the condos. They have a stone. Uh, it's a large size stone. Uh, they, they evolved to uh, like fill the dietary needs of uh, animals that are now extinct in South America, South America like, uh, because animals would eat the uh, avocado, uh, pulp and all, and then excrete the stone, which is the seed. That's how they uh, got, got around and spread, because it, it, it's actually kind of a miracle that the avocado, avocados are even still existing. What animal has a big enough booty hole to poop out a whole avocado? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, no, it's more of it. More of it. More of it. You got to get down the gulf in the first place. It's really, like... Like giant sloths things, other from like you know, the Ice Age. That's interesting. I didn't yeah, know. there's an article on that, and uh, there's another interesting article on figs. How a wasper, he uh, yeah, yeah, if you eat figs, figs they're um, they're dead wasp corpses. We have, they're not they're not actually, they're not actually in the uh, fig anymore because the fig you know, the protein break down and the, the wasp is absorbed. Yes, they are. There's like actually, you know what? There's that interview because we're doing the, like a special around the 200s. I definitely need to post that biologist interview that we never got up. The one from uh, probably or from science, sort of. The the one back when we had that recurring segment whose name I'm not going to mention. Oh, what was that? No, what was that? No, <laughs> we've already went down seals. one really dark hole. Seals. No, remember? You don't remember that? So I got a serious scientific response about that, and I never aired it. What are we talking about? <laughs> we're not doing this. Yes, we are, Gabe. No. Yeah. What? What was it? it was somebody was going to. God ask damn it! You had me ask a biologist about this. Like I wasted a scientist's time. We're <laughs> wasting. <laughs> he actually listened to the podcast to prepare for the interview. Damn it! Wow. What the fuck? He still did it. What was, what was the question? What was it about? Well, if you want to hear it, you'll have to listen to our podcast feed next week. Yeah, I like it. All right, I all like right. It, dude. Leave them hanging. Leave them hanging. I don't know what the, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm just going to say it involves orcas, penguins, penguins sea lions, and also orcas. I brought, uh, I got, I brought it alert. I brought it alert. I totally remember this now. There's also, we also have a discussion about like the Jurassic Park thing, but with like elephants. Because, like, we're trying to bring back mammoths, and the way you do that was with elephants. And is that ethical? Because, like, elephants remember. They do it in Pokemon. They bring, they remember. They bring Pokemon back from fossils. Yeah, but that's not totally just fossils. I'm not using, like, you know, uh, existing creature. We're going to impregnate you with this Franken embryo. Yeah. All right. 
All right. So, yeah. It's my turn. It's your turn. To answer the question. Yeah. What's your favorite moment (laughs) on the podcast over the past 200 episodes? I think the the best time was probably the week, well, what, like three or four days that we spent at New York Comic Con. We did a lot of cool coverage. You actually remembered that? Oh, yeah. I got high tolerances, Gabe. I I don't like that. I usually just remember everything that happened, for better or worse. Yeah, I haven't listened to all good, of that episode. Good times that we had while we were there. I think it was just fun just to, uh, because it's a, it's a much bigger scale than the going to see 2 which was my yeah. first exposure. And just 160,000 the year you went, I think. 160, about the same as me, San Diego Comic Con. And I think the highlight of that convention for me, even though I didn't see the see this, was the airing of all of the Trapped in the Closet series by R. Kelly. Just to know that that was happening in the same area that I was in, that made me feel like I was in the right spot. Yeah. You know, just like, it was beautiful. Did you, do, do you remember that weekend, David? I remember that weekend, yeah. It was good. Well, most of their weekend was spent, like, just going around drinking. Yeah, we went, we went day one. They, and him and Gillen only went on the first day. You had that third episode. The, the second episode you deleted because it was just you, like, falling out of your chairs laughing and being like, Hey, oh, <laughs> remember, remember the thing? that We did a thing. That was, that was the same You deleted day. that episode. Was, you were not proud of that one. Was that, was that when we went to Mugsdale House? You were talking about, like, Hey, hey, this lady is so nice. Like, let me oh, tell yeah. you how yeah, nice this lady this is. What was the name of that steampunk bar we went to that had the TARDIS toilets? It was uh, the Waypoint, right? The Waypoint, that's what that sounds yeah. like. Yeah, it the Waypoint right Cavern. I just remember that because as we were walking down the street, like there was a gang of kids walking in the opposite direction, and they started uh, they started berating David Gillen because I think he's wearing a Captain America or Spider-Man hoodie. Yeah, one of the And the one kid just like flashed a pistol at us, and I'm just like, oh, shit. Put my hat down. He's going to New York City next week, so you're like... It's not that scary most of the time. Yeah, no, it wasn't scary. It's just like a weird, weird encounter. It's like, why are you showing me you have a gun? I don't really care. Yeah, Honestly, New York is, is lovely. Yeah. I'm gonna keep yeah. going my way. It's the lowest violent crime per capita of any city in the United States. So, so Taylor, you're the, the most recent member of the group. Mm-hmm. What has been your favorite episode so far? You haven't had the experience of going to a convention with us yet, actually. Although, so, uh, the, that most recent one that we did, where we did it in the dark. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that. That kind of remind me of jail. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Once in a while, just like talking to someone in the pitch black darkness, once in a while someone just says, just go, just shut the, shut the crap up. Wait, I, I, I don't know very much about you. And then once in a while, we hear a chainsaw or a table saw. We're just like, oh, this sounds hey, safe. Wait, you were in jail? Uh, that's another, that's a story for another time. Oh, okay. How do you think I got my name Peaches? What? Come on. <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. Uh, well, I gave you that nickname. Yeah, in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense. How do you think you need blood before getting to something? Yeah. Or no, name not disposed. Mo- most most of, my, most of my great adventures actually Sorry. To be fair, a certain manager, let's call him Cross Rats. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Made like a not going there. Not, not going there. No, no. I'm, uh, I'm cutting this and trimming it. Oh, you're going to that Yes. Yes. Where are you working now? Uh, a little market down the street. Oh, he's right over here. Who's the market? Yeah. It's the bomb. You got the best clientele. You got Mufaletta. I got oysters for breakfast. 
Well, they, they only put the book of law once, so they did for and they did the Kusa letter back in. Uh, oh yeah, because we have Mortadella, uh, General Solani. Uh, you got named in the top ten sandwiches in the in the region, man. Yeah, the the Batali, not the not the book of law, but. Why don't we have a sandwich podcast? It would be a much better use oh of our my time. God. Instead of drink 30 different beers, we just eat beers. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I know. I just spend every episode eating Italian beef and like. Okay, it would be a rotating uh, tripod of Mavaletta, Italian beef, and. Uh, French well, no, you could do the thing. You can have, like, I can, okay, I can uh, think, I'm thinking of things. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. That's the way we're going to eat. That's, That's going to be the art versus entertainment of it. Hot dog is a sandwich. Then we can do, we can do like, the, the thing, like, what, I mean, what is the appropriate topping in a Philly cheese? Do I really want to eat a sandwich cheese with just with, the cheese with? Cheese with, cheese with, cheese with, without. So then you got the Chicago, Chicago-style argument. So, like, in Chicago, there is not a thing called ketchup. What kind of a heathen puts ketchup on a ketchup hot dog? Ketchup is for little kids. Are you a fucking little kid? <laughs> yeah. Is a Polish hot dog still a hot dog, or is it a Polish sausage? Sausage. All right, well, Gabe. Well, a hot dog is yeah. like a sausage. Gabe, it's your turn. Oh, wait, what is my favorite? <laughs> what is your favorite moment on the podcast? Favorite or least, hold on, let's start with your least favorite moment on least the podcast. Favorite, but that's a lot, har- that's a lot harder. <laughs> I've had a lot more least favorite moments than I've had favorite moments. But you're still here. Um, let's see, what is a, le- a least favorite? Do you need a list? <laughs> yes. Is this, is this like sure. a BuzzFeed? Sure. Is this like a BuzzFeed listicle? You know, roast. Do a roast. Um, let's see, there was that time that I was interviewing um, that guy for uh, the podcast, and Shing was listening, and was just in the corner dying of oh, like, yeah. shame and laughter at the same time. That would be our but not trying to explain episode, right? Yeah, yeah, she's trying not to, like... She's trying to be like, oh, that guy is a dick. <laughs> In the corner, he's like, it's like you were trying very hard. He was not trying very hard. <laughs> or maybe he's just really not a nice man. Uh, oh. But like, uh, it came I, out. It came I think out good. The same night that Gilman went off on you. Possibly, I don't know. I feel like those days were just. Kind I don't know. Of I was not having a good night. I was talking to the publicist and in the elevator down because I was trying to find a safe space to record. I was already thinking of having an argument with Gillen because, like, um, the the apartment smelled of cat turds, and we were we were having issues with no because Wally had just went and it was really (laughs) bad, and then you'd had um, you'd had also like the issues. It's like, what do you mean I can't record in here? He's like, no, we talked about this, and he's like, no, we didn't. I don't know if we had or we hadn't. I don't remember. We have a weak connection and we're dropping. I can say like I can say like what the more interesting thing was. Okay, was, what's more interesting before we go? Um, it's changed like the tenor of I don't know if I would have done this podcast or non-podcast, but I would say like it's changed the tenor of certain things that I've that I've watched. Like we definitely had had a big investment in uh, like Game of Thrones or some certain shows that that we tried to cover a lot, and then you talk to a lot of people who are involved in certain dimensions of the show, and then when you get certain like. Uh, elements or certain things that they tell you and then you're able to share those with other people that was an interesting experience so like when we talked to Christian Nairn who was Hodor we didn't actually do a segment on the show although I think he frankly would have been he fine with us doing but he was just like what he was, he was doing his own podcast and then we, was ta- we were talking about how we'd gotten some of the folks from, from the series on and kind of shared their anecdotes about, about filming up there and asked if it was like that and he's just like 
what the hell did you people do? Did you, do they owe you a life debt? <laughs> I wouldn't talk to you mongrels. And like, I mean, you, you people clearly don't bathe. Like, you're not well put together. You don't have any kind of a professional setup. I mean, it's a nice guy. I mean, yeah. Real like, how did you get them to talk to you? They'd lowered their standards. He's not even Irish. I don't know why I'm doing this. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just chose a voice and went with it. Yeah, yeah. I was. I had made a commitment, and you don't you avoid. That's the story about Trump. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> just chose a voice and went with it. I'm, oh damn, that's actually pretty good. I can't do it. Can you do that again? Just chose a voice and went with it. We're gonna make America great. I can't do it. <laughs> let, let me let me tell you, you this, this entire oh, this entire election, I've been hiding the fact that I'm actually a wonderful Bernie Sanders impersonator. I've I've hidden it well. I've I've kept it uh, from uh, most of my family members. They are all Republicans. The top one percent of the one percent. Listen to the. I'm talking directly to the one percent of the one percent of the one percent of the Facebook Live viewers that are that are currently tuning in. You people represent the people that uh, didn't vote for me clearly because <laughs> I would have gotten elected had you people shown up and actually done your job. What the no, hell is wrong with you uh, people? Hillary changed the vote count, so you wouldn't have. I, I mean, I, well, I, on the Facebooks, and the... What even is Facebook? Does it face you, or do you book it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't commit to one voice right now. Werner Sanders. This Werner Sanders. Bernie Herzog. Wait, no, no, no. If I combine Bernie Sanders and Werner Herzog, what would that sound like? I think it would just be Werner Herzog talking about the 1%. <laughs> no, it would sound, sound like a Nazi kind of <laughs> Background, all right. No wonder we are dropping viewers like flies here, guys. Uh, all right, so I'm going to hit stop until we can come up with another segment uh, for us to share with everybody. All right. Uh, Christian, I made Christian Nairn sound like a jerk. He actually was really nice to us. Now nobody on Facebook knows that, so... Are we still recording? recording? Yeah, we are still recording on here, so... So everyone's listening to Chance Blow's nose, so that's wonderful. And extremely congested with the coming of the fall. <laughs> I know, it came real quick, man, guys. Just in like 30 seconds. Boom. Are we still doing that, Andrew? Yes. Crazy never ends. Oh, boy. Like, I mean, we had, a, we had an hour-long conversation with the guy who designed all the characters for Archer. Well, we had that stupid Archer soundboard going the entire oh, time. I think it was gold. That thing was gold. I don't have it on my phone anymore. We did. Um, I'm trying to think of other interesting experiences. Um, we uh, the first. This is before we had the podcast, but the first like live interview we'd ever done. Um, we went to cover C2D. You'd been there the year before. I hadn't yeah. been. I hadn't been to really any conventions uh, other than as like staff or anything. This is the first time I'd done press at a convention that wasn't like a local just thing to for the like school paper or something. And so we go there, and then we're the very first interview with Mark Shepard, who's like a geek icon because he was in practically everything. He was in like four shows at the time. He was in Supernatural, Leverage. um, He was on a pilot on NBC, and he was on something else. And he was on. He was going to be in the. He was the voice of Doctor Who for BBC America that season, and he was in three episodes. So he was in like four shows at the same time. And yeah, he's killing it. And then of course it had just been off of BSG. BSG had only been off the air for like a year at that point. And so, like, that was, that was a pretty big thing. And we'd never done an in-person interview before. And we go up, and we're here with uh, somebody whose name won't be mentioned. Um, no, 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 we've talked about 
talk about Matt on the show. It's all right. Well, I mean, I don't want to insult the guy. No, no, no. Because this is a pretty insulting story. Oh, okay. So, somebody <laughs> who won't mention. Well, so yeah, somebody we're so, not talking about today. Yeah, we'll talk about um, hate speech, but we won't talk about... <laughs> But the um, we're, cur- we're currently on speaking terms. We're but no, he brought he brought a, a microphone that was completely superfluous to anything that we were doing. We didn't make use of it at any point in time over the forty weekend. But what it did serve to do is show just how completely inept we were and advertise it to everyone that we spoke to. And what it was was a snowball mic that he would just wave in people's faces as if that was really going to work. And so Mark Shepard's reaction to having a snowball microphone waved in his face was to say, why are you waving, why the fuck are you waving a snowball microphone in my face? Who the hell did my publicist set me up with? What even are you people? And he just went on like a three minute long screed about our equipment and like, what is that tripod? How do you even call that a tripod? That's that's not even a pod. But hold on. He was trying to improve us, though. Yeah, you were you're talking about like just like making other people sound like an asshole. Mark Shepard was awesome. It turned out to be a great interview. No, no, it was. It was terrible. But again, that you're not in the best headspace when your supposed friend has gotten already sabotaging the interview (laughs) when you're ten seconds in and you've got a prepared list of questions and you're sweating literally from your balls, Uh, and you're just like you're just like that's that's the it was a hot room, okay? There was some moisture and, and like you have to put that in context. It makes it difficult to ask a famous person questions in that environment. And it's the day after St. Patrick's Day. He's wearing an Ireland jersey. I assume he smashed. He wasn't. He was actually very sober. Yeah. But uh, yeah. He just flew in. And he just flown in. And so it was, yeah, it was very hard to complete the interview at that point. And then we ran out of questions. And he was, again, able to berate us, but he was just like, you know, I actually quite enjoyed this. We can continue. And he's like, but would you um, uh, uh, remember when you were on that thing? <laughs> Literally it turned into that question. Yeah, I was like, because uh, David had had a fear of interjecting in, in, uh, in other interviews. And so, and I think it may be borne out from the fact that he was just like, hey, you, you, I think with Mark Shepard being one of the first ones. No, because he forgot. You forgot that he was on the X-Files. I had no fucking clue he was on the X-Files. But you were bringing, we were probably, you're like a nerd icon. You've been on all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, I was on the fucking X-Files, mate. How'd you forget the X-Files? And then he's just like, I'm, David was just like, I'm sorry. I did not do that. I did not do that. We'll have to go back to the archives and check the but the, th- the moment, the moment that made the interview actually a good interview didn't make it onto tape, but it made it onto fucking BuzzFeed or whatever. Yeah. Assholes. They got stolen from us. Yeah. Well, no, so we were, we were, so the thing was like he was at the end of the show. He's uh, he's the president, and so I wanted to ask him like, so like, are you still? And apparently in the rap party, that's how he ended the rap party for BSG. Was he was just like, I'm still the fucking president. Frack all of you. It's an official executive order. You're all getting fracked. <laughs> and so it was just like, are you still? Uh, and it's like, so how do I address you? And then he, um, I was making some kind of joke to that extent with one of his BSG co-stars, uh, Tomo Pennicat, who played uh, Hilo. And then uh, he stopped his interview with the other people while they were recording, but while we weren't. Yeah. And he came over and he's just like, that's Mr. Fracking President to you, sir. <laughs> and we didn't get it on tape. Oh, it was, it was quite depressing. We, we missed a lot of really cool things that we didn't get on tape. Um, Sarah, All the best shit happens when the things aren't running. Your buddy, like, Rick, 
who did the kind of epic spinoff for us. Yeah, 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 he never released any of this footage. So, so like we had like uh, we had this like press roundtable. We were just like locked in press hell for yeah. like three days at New York Comic Con in the bowels of the Javits Center, and I didn't get to see any of the cool shit that you guys did. Because I, I was didn't, like, I didn't see it either. I wasn't with them. They were well, no, because he was like David was like trying to go around and be like a roving film crew and like do stuff that would be on YouTube, yeah. and it was it some of the best stuff we've done. And nobody watched it for and some Nobody reason. watched it. It's but, the best uh, shit we've ever done, and no one watched it. So the Rick was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'll just go with you guys. I don't know why I'm giving Rick like a thick uh, Brooklyn accent, but whatever. Uh, it's kind of suiting. But yeah, he so. He does have a nice. Yeah, he but is so you, Boston. Boston, yeah. He is Boston. Yeah, I can do Boston. Yeah. But yeah, so like he goes down there and then records all these interviews. We don't ever get a piece of them. But like the, one of the best bits was so we were interviewing Mike Judge, creator of many awesome things. And then we had, like, an emotional bonding moment. I actually brought this up last week when we were talking about Black Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we interviewed the creators of Black Dynamite. uh, We had a whole roundtable interview with them, and we had all sorts of funny segments. Like, I asked him, like, Ian White, like, well, how do you explode a car for $500? He's like, you steal an image of somebody blowing up a damn car. So like he thought we were there to like talk about the Black Dynamite cartoon. Really, I was there to like mine him for secrets or how do you make an independent film successful? Because we were in that mindset, and he was forthcoming with all that stuff. But I felt really bad because like one of the actresses there was super famous. I can't remember her name. She's actually been in like a lot of Oscar-nominated stuff at this point, and she's she's the voice actress in that, and she's the main leading voice actress. And she was there, and we had no idea she was going to be there because she wasn't in any of the press material that we provided. So we didn't have any chance to like make questions for her. And so the questions really were just like me and these kids from NYU, and it was just like, hey, um, um, you, you do voices. They're funny, right? Yeah. How many times have you been told you should be a voice actor? By the professional voice actors yeah. or by the... By the professional f- voice actors. By people on the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the most disconcerting one that made me think I'm wasting my life was the... the uh, well, both of the Pokemon people were really declamatory in that. They were like, yeah, why aren't you uh, doing the thing? Yeah, Brock. What was his yeah, name? Yeah. Why am I spacing his name? I can't remember his name right now either. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Chance, you uh, But no, what was it? Jim, Jim Cummings or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, that wasn't the least bit encouraging to have... Yeah, I mean, probably the most famous voice actor of our Eric generation. Stewart. Eric Stewart, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, but they were all like, yeah, you should go do the thing, unprompted, which was... That was nice. Yeah. But then I didn't do anything with it, so there's that. Well, that's the story of all. Well, you know, maybe you should talk to the question and answer that, because I've been talking because I missed him a job at opening a saw in New York recently, but I was, I was like, focused lately, but he's been doing a lot of... Uh, he, just got, he just got a job at a new bar. So, uh, well, Chance, you've done a couple interviews for us. What was your favorite one that you've done personally? If you don't see Vivek Tawari, Vivek Tawari is going to be disappointed. That was a great interview, but there was one other one that I really enjoyed. And it was with a, uh, an independent artist, and right now his name is... From Ashcan Studio? Is it the 12 Ways to Die? No, well, no, that was that was a cool one. Yeah, I guess I... I don't know. I guess I could put that one up there. It's my favorite, because that, like, from... I mean, just from personal interest, Ghostface Killer is one of my favorite hip-hop artists of all time, so getting to talk to a guy who... You know, closed business deals with him and worked on a piece of art with him was super cool. Andrew had a similar experience. He talked to the director of, um, what was it? 
Or no, the producer. Sorry, producer. Yeah, Michael Uslan, who, uh, Uslan, big man. I, he went to IU. Wait, no, he also did hip-hop movies? No, no. No, 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 no you're thinking of, uh, uh, running, there's, uh, last year around this time for Pop Matters, uh, that was kind of funny that because uh, Jerry Heller died this year, uh, uh, and he was like, a, you know, the, kind of the villain of the NWA. I didn't realize he died. Oh, yeah, he died this year. Just a couple days ago. Just a couple days ago? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, didn't even realize it. Yeah, no, but well, the one that you were talking about, Michael Uslan, he's a famous film producer. He did the, the Batman films from the yeah. early 90s. That was like the, the IU alumni. No, he's, like he's still an executive producer on Batman. He still owns the You know what he's giving up that cash cow, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I believe that. Yeah. And, Andrew almost got us a guest on the podcast that would have been more controversial even than this episode. Bill Strauss. Bill Strauss, yes. You had um, you almost got Yoko Ono for the IU paper, and if we had gotten the audio, we were going to include it. In oh yeah, yeah, like uh, you know, like because like uh, Publicis, like Publicis had a couple people, and she was on the list, and uh, we reached out, but I sent her questions, never got them back. Uh, we did, we did get a Beatle-related person. I might actually invite her back on because she just messaged me about a um, a documentary that she's doing now called Your Mother Should Know. Oh, but, oh yeah, uh, Paul McCartney's stepmother. Yeah. She's also in a, a documentary on Netflix, if you want to check it out, called Good Old Frida, about the... Uh, oh, yeah, the, uh, what, she was like the press secretary for the Beatles fan club, I think? Yeah, yeah, she was the, she ran the Beatles fan club, she was the Beatles secretary, and uh, won't disclose how many of them she had dated. <laughs> it was all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably one of the most fun things is doing interviews. Yeah. Um, I really, it's enjoyable to get around the, the mics together and chat about stuff yeah. that when you get to meet somebody that you really look like admire or you really love a piece of their work, it's a pretty cool thing. Uh, one of my favorites, even though we don't have the original interview, and it was Gabe doing it, and I was just a fly on the wall on the table. Oh, did you really like that one? Yeah. The, was it not Paul Cornell? It was Paul uh, Jenkins. Paul Jenkins. Paul Jenkins. You just liked it because that was when you realized, oh, wait, we can just go and do... And sit down at a table and basically have brunch with people, yeah. You do that a bit more now, which is which is fun. You just, like, crash people's breakfast? No, no. No, no, we just invite people out to dinner. Uh, yeah, or bring them donuts. That's one thing I like at Indie PopCon this year with uh, Drew Powell. It's how do you, like, how do you think Grace... I'm a boy, I'm going to take a donut. <laughs> How do you think race bending has gotten so many good people on our San Diego Comic Con panel? We promise them cookies every year. <laughs> right? They think they come for the social justice, but they stay for the sugar. Yes. We got them hooked. They come for the social justice, stay for the ginger snaps. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, but speaking of, uh, was it Indiana Comic Con uh, where we had the panel? We've done a couple of them now. Yeah, we've done a couple of them. What about podcasting in Indiana? Can we, can we, I guess we can tell the unvarnished story about the Indiana Comic Con one. Was, I think the first one was at Indiana Comic Con. That right? was our most successful panel. So we had about, we had a 50, I disagree with that. We've what? been on more successful panels at Starbase. Starbase had people in it. But we had, I'm saying we had about 50 people, 60 people. That was a 150 person room. Yeah. And it was at least two thirds full. It was close to 100 people for yeah. that panel. And it actually spawned several successful podcasts. Yeah. That, so I will say that it's successful in that vein. Uh, but can we tell? Actually, we can tell the unvarnished story of how that actually happened and what a well, shit show that was. Well, I want to bring up that that real fast where you talk about other podcasts coming out from that panel that we were at. It's uh, oh, I, I was actually I was having a conversation on Twitter with uh, with with Kevin Smith actually after a show here in Indianapolis. And he talked about generational podcasting. I was like, we've done that. We've This podcast has inspired other people to do their own podcast. Yeah, they're all quite a bit better than ours. 
Well, we set the bar. They just, they yeah. just we set the bar. It's, it's easy to be it's better like, than us. Uh, like, uh, for example, you know, everybody knows Michael Jordan is one of the greatest athletes of all time. But uh, there was also David Thompson who played for the North Carolina State uh, Wolfpack, who was uh, Jordan for Jordan. So you know, uh, you, you you lay down the bricks, and then the people come out there uh, build on top of that. Yeah, for uh, every. But, but, oh, you gonna say Gabe? I'm just gonna say before Dr. J, there was definitely Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, that that panel was fun because you know it was. Uh, uh, nerd management, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, it was just uh, just Warner, right? Just, just Warner. And then we got the Miller Time people too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Miller Time podcast. Uh, uh, shout out to Dave Searle and John Ruffalette. Uh, did, did we get him for both? I can't remember because I think that may have been the Gen Con one. That might have been Gen Con. I don't oh know no, I got him at the one at Gen Con the year before, and then I, that's how I was able to rope him into the following year. They they're friends with Andrew. Me, I think they're just like uh, they're like oh, we're they're aware of my existence. Yeah, no, it's it's, uh, it's kind of a funny story with those guys. Like, it's part of the reason that like Indianapolis uh, feels like such a small community to me. Uh, three years ago, yeah, three years ago, I auditioned around this time. I auditioned or maybe it was like July, maybe uh, July. Uh, I auditioned to be part of uh, Area Fifty Five for a Hibbert fan section. Rest in peace. Yeah, so did uh, uh, David and your brother. <laughs> what are the fan section? <laughs> Uh, th this better segue into the the um, the video of David and your brother. Oh, yeah. Sound video, only picture. There was video. I never saw the uh, video. This, this like the last <laughs> of course, there was, and we still didn't get in. So, but uh, like yeah, uh, I'd seen David like the initial auditions, and I was like, oh, who's this guy? And then uh, then uh, with, like uh, with, like he he got into the section, and uh, he and John sat in front of me, and then uh, like wait a minute, you work for me? Well, I know you know Cat, I know Cat, and then John turned to them, so it was like. Was, like this small world, and now I regularly, you know, we're good friends. You know, I spend them all the time. Uh, listen to their podcast when I can. You know, it's good stuff. I like basketball. These guys, you know, it's funny. It's other stuff, and it's you know, it's. I, I really, I think they're pretty fair. You know, they'll they'll call uh, bullshit when there's bullshit. You know? Yeah. For instance, Larry Bird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want. To, <laughs> we should not talk about that. Just... It's Larry Bird's favorite podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I remember at that, the end of that season that you had a tweet that they retweeted and it was just like you talking about you sitting in a corner like uh, in a fetal position rocking back and forth saying Roy, Dave, Paul, Roy, Dave, Paul. <laughs> oh, Pacers, because people who are into nerdy things really enjoy sports, especially regional sports teams that are based out of Indianapolis. According to the Indie Star, there is, thanks to that nerd dating article. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny, like, because, uh, like, uh... Yeah, David wanted to turn, he's like, wait, this is my one chance at exposure. You've got half of the podcast here, actually 90% of the podcast. Why don't we just talk about that, do the uh, cover story of, of the Indie Star that week? Because, of course, it was Valentine's Day. Yeah, of course. Yep. Um, but but uh, no, like uh, what was funny was like uh, I think I made a Parks and Recreation uh, reference because of uh, I, I mean something something Batman from Batman I was joking about because uh, you know uh, treat yourself uh, that episode of Parks and Rec. Uh, with, yeah, we we could never get the nerd dating thing off the ground because of like the scheduling issues with the Colts games and downtown venues and stuff. Like it really did become an issue. And they're like, this isn't an issue in any other city. And it's just like it's an issue here to the point where we started having events at the Colts Grill, which is actually a really great nerdy venue because they have a three million dollar AV setup and soundproof walls. Oh wow! Yeah, like the people, the staff are super nerdy. You have to be. They're running a three million dollar AV setup. Yeah, oh, for sure. 
So, but even that did not help all that much. <laughs> but that was that was a fun weekend. Yeah, we had it was like the weekend before Valentine's Day, and the, yeah, it, it turns out it, 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 it was like January because it was a playoff game. Because there was yeah. like uh, Seahawks and the uh, Falcons, I think. Uh, Bills, Bills, uh, maybe. Was no. it? I don't know. It was like divisional playoffs. I remember because Will Higgins, the reporter, uh, but yeah, so that because like they were like the only two people. It, it guys, turns out guys that are nerds are shy, and bringing a very expensive camera into the room and telling them they're going to be on the front page of the star right. made them less likely to hook up and not more likely. Right? Wait, what? It's a strange phenomenon of nerds being shy. That doesn't make sense. Though you should be like, look. I'm gonna be famous. I'm about to, this is my big break right now. Yeah, precisely. Like, on the coattails. Right? Precisely, <laughs> one dude caught on to that, <laughs> and that guy <laughs> did leave with everybody's number. But like, no. Yeah. Well, no. no it's kind of like uh, there was the. Uh, but then, but the article mainly focused on David, Andrew, and the the guy who's the writer sitting at the corner watching the game. That was what a third of the article was about. <laughs> Nerd dating is really just three dudes watching the NFL at the Colts. Yes. Yes. That, that's and it. Dave. Dave. Tried Trying to work in podcast references. That was no, at least I, a I third never, of the I interview. never got anything in. I know you didn't. That was why you felt it was an unsuccessful article. <laughs> but, uh... I can think of other reasons it was unsuccessful. Yeah. I mean, nothing, you know, like, you know, nothing against Mr. Higgins, you know, good reporter, you know, writes decent copy, but, you know... Yeah. Right. He didn't remember the name of the reporter. I couldn't have told you that. You remember the playoff game and the name of the Still reporter? Track. Yeah, it's, it's Andrew Crawley. He's basically a living elf. Can I, no if, you, if you don't mind, no, no, one, no, 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 one no, more no, story no. to this effect, and then I'll, I'll, I'll stop yes, telling you. Yes, I haven't been able to get a word in there, since. There, so there, was one, there was one that was even more awkward and worse than that. So we did the Fox 59 morning show for that as well. Remember when we were on uh, the news after the Pacers playoff oh, game? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Or uh, when Chance and I were on the news for uh, about talking about Black Friday. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was one that was so bad that it didn't make it to the news. Huh? Yeah, you don't know this story. But it has to do with the podcast? It kind of. It's a similar thing. So they showed the media showed up on a slow news day, so they came to the nerd dating event, and there were like eight people, Yeah. and none of them wanted to be on camera, <laughs> but they still made us do an interview anyway. And so it was just me and my co-host talking for like 15 minutes and unusable footage while everybody just kind of awkwardly shuffled into the corner. And it was some of the uh, worst 10 minutes of my life. Gabe, luckily I have broken you of this. Yeah. But one of the first times I ever put a camera on you, you just stared Oh, no, because I was pissed at you. What did you think that was? For Future Broker? That was rage. No, for Future Broker when you didn't realize. Oh no, I thought you were talking about the first time you literally the first time you did an on-camera interview and it was a flop. The rest were fine mostly. No, no, no. The Future Broker are. I didn't know I was staring directly at the camera. No, we were shooting this. You told me not to move. Like everything looked really good, and then we look in the back, and it was at a bar, and Gabe was sitting on one of the tables behind the bar, just staring into the lens. Of course, I didn't see when we were there. It wasn't until we were watching the footage. It came off as super creepy. It was the scariest <laughs> thing in the scary movie, and we didn't have any usable effort for it. Yeah, it was just. That entire thing was like a shitty experience. You know what the worst experience of my podcasting career was? Before we had a podcast and we tried to make a stupid independent film. Yeah. And you at no point said no. There should have been somebody there saying no. This is a You didn't say idea. no either, to be fair. I was trying to help. <laughs> I just did not succeed in helping. Maybe we closed down the Volrath. I think we did close down the Volrath. That was the bar my grandma used to run, by the way. 
So it was like, yeah, I used like every family connection that I had, and David, well, Matt successfully Matt, burned every Matt. bridge at that point. Matt. There were things that they should not have allowed us to get away with on that shoot. I know. Who, who tells you how to break into a building at 5.30 in the morning? I still have that information. Yeah, we're not going to say which building no, or tell you how. No, because that would be deeply irresponsible. But it's irresponsible for that man to, to have given me that information. I'll just say it's a historical landmark that is apparently not very well guarded. Or they no, gave that's us, apparently really They guarded. let us change the marquee. I know. You did some really cool stuff. You probably felt really important, and then you had to watch the footage. Yeah. I what is that experience like for you? Well, it if I would have had a, a finished product after the weekend, yeah. that would have been one thing. But there's no finished product because they're casting. Like, I didn't come away from the experience thinking that I'd done a terrible job. I'd secured some awesome venues. You gotta climb on a ladder and do dangerous things that no one should have allowed you to do. Especially now. I'm not allowed on ladders anymore. So. <laughs> we, you had, you forced me oh, to be yeah. the. So, so my job as the casting director in this thing was just literally to let everyone who walked through the door do something because we didn't have enough people walk through the door for them to fill out everything. Yeah. Um, the other job that I had was to write the script for no reason because I had never written anything and what I wrote was absolute garbage. But we needed a script. And so they were like, this is great. And then people went along with it. I'm like, what the hell is even, your people's problem? Even the cast didn't mind the script. They liked it. I don't know what those people's problem was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like this is really insightful. Like I can see this going somewhere. Yeah. I believe in your vision, man. And it's just like this is coming out of a space of desperation. <laughs> How do you not smell like the wafting indignation that's coming from this piece of shit? No, it was like I just wanted to do like something short for what Gen Con, like uh, for their yeah. Short film Gen Con Film Fest contacted us and like, hey, make a thing, and you'll get up on. We're doing it through Dropbox, and yeah. and it will have a thing so that everybody who can be involved can have an IMDb credit. I'm like, this is perfect. This is an easy way for us to get in a film festival and get some local actors and IMDb. Credit so they can start their career, yeah. and then we had a friend who was just like, you know, what would make that really awesome, turning it into a complicated endeavor that will be impossible for you to finish at your current level of skill. <laughs> and then a year later, we launched a podcast. Yeah, but we should have done it back then. Like we'd recorded stuff, but we didn't put it together in yeah. a show form. And I think I was the person telling you not to do it, mainly because of this experience. I think you were telling us not to do it because we did one like sample that was super awesome, but. Chris Crowley was uh, on it. Oh. He's it on has it. the same issue that this episode has, oddly enough. Yeah. Chris Crowley? No. <laughs> uh, it has to do with what's on the floor. Basically, Gabe didn't know what, uh, what religion Watto from episode one was. No, I just didn't want to believe that. I mean, it's there, but I didn't want to read into Peaches, it. Peaches, can you tell the audience what Watto is? The Watto uh, you did name an episode of the podcast, Water is a Jew. No, I haven't. <laughs> no, I did not. You don't have to remind me, actually. No, no, well, you just said it. To be fair, that is one criticism of Lucas in episode one, or ethnic stereotypes. Water is like a Jewish stereotype, and the Nemodians are uh, like an East Asian uh, stereotype. Yes. Uh, he's a Tordarian. I'm a Tordarian, Jedi Mind. Just don't work on me. Only, only, re only regret. <laughs> yeah. Only Republic. Oh, we don't take your stinking Republic credits out here. Because of this reference, it got drilled into David's head, and he won a—he actually won a uh, an award once. 
Thanks no, to Lyle. Uh, trivia. Trivia. You have an actual. You have. You have. It's like the only award our podcast has ever won. Yeah, yeah. Because for it's trivia. Because it's a kind of epic show. Multiple awards. Multiple awards from the Alberta <laughs> Trivia. One of them was shaped like Trogdor. <laughs> yes. Trogdor. I interviewed uh, those guys yeah. when I was a kid. It was a... Uh, Brothers chapter are awesome. It was a... Uh, we had to name what all the, the currency was. Mm-hmm. And the last one on there, we were the only group to get it right. And everybody else was just like, oh, we don't fucking believe you. I was like, it was fucking Republic credits. Everything else was real money. I was like, that's Republic credits. I know what this is, guys. Yeah. And they were like, well, let's just put down credits. I was like, no, it's Republic credits. I was very proud of that moment. <laughs> we had some things that were interesting that never caught on, but probably should have. Like there was that time we had an interview with the voice of uh, Jack Skellington, and yeah. he totally, he totally no, what, outed. What, what happened with that is that the audio was oh, bad. Oh, uh, Chris Randon, I think. Yeah, Chris Randon. The audio was bad. The audio. We still did a written way. interview, but the thing was, he told us about a Disney game that's still in development. Yeah, he, he, he told us about like a Kingdom's Heart game that they won't talk about. It's, it's the only two probably place. Kingdom Hearts three that he already recorded. Well, no, no, he was talking her. about he was talking about they wanted to do an interactive live show that was going to tour, and it's the only place you're going to find a reference to that in print. Yeah, who knows? He's he's here in town next weekend at Warhound. You should just go talk to him. Again. Yeah, we should do that again. Yeah. That's another thing that I was that was kind of relevant. I mean, we had a lot of fun with Keith David. Yeah. It was more fun just talking to him than it was like interviewing him. He was just—he was really. He has cool. a Melvin Eaton sultry man. Oh man! Voice. Well, Keith, he's on Rick and Morty now, right? Uh, he was the president. In one yeah, of the and also Reverse Giraffe. Oh yeah, and he was in uh, season six of Community. Yeah. And he was in uh, Mass Effect, of course. Yeah, we mostly talked about Mass gargoyles. Effect and gargoyles because I'm a uh, nerd. Voice of the Navy, which was. Which he did before Mass Effect, which is funny because he was uh, in the. Uh, Who was the other guy? Who's the Sandman or the Candyman? Tony Todd. Tony Todd. Who was also more... was Worf's brother. Yeah, he was Worf's, Worf's brother. You know, did we ever do the Experience Beige episode? No, no. Did you did you play the board game with us, the Star Trek board game? Oh, that was fun, especially because of something. Uh, I have an important. Oh, that reminds me. Wait, okay, wait, okay. wait. What in my personal life? Told us about the injury received. It sounded similar to beer. Oh yeah, I forgot See, about the, that. This, this is an important thing. I forgot because I forgot that when I was getting the beer, I had also done something celebratory. Does anyone? Do you have a VHS player? No. Damn. I do. Why? Well, I mean, we would. I mean, we would have to go where you have it, though, so it would um, make it less convenient. No, near here. I mean, well, I mean, I have one. You wouldn't come to my house. Not right now. I mean, after the show, obviously. Not, not, no, not tonight. What's the payoff? What's the payoff? So we've done the Star Trek one. We need to do the Star Wars VHS. You have the Star board. Wars VHS I have the board Star game. Star Wars interactive VHS board game, and we need to try this shit. Fuck around. We do need to try this. Are you down? I, I, ha- I actually physically have it. So, like, I mean, if for another night, yes, because I almost bought it at the auction. Do you have it in your car? I have it in my car. Go get it. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going to pause. We're going to take a break and go get this game. I will go get it. No, but we can talk about it on Facebook Live. Yeah, and so there's a 10-minute um, talk. Were, well, no, we talk about the scientific ethics of the situation. <laughs> I knew so, this was going to pay off one day. I just didn't know. It was a serious scientific discussion that lasts about 20 minutes. 
and goes into the artificial insemination with mammothism of, uh, of an elephant. And um, what is the ethical ramifications of that? No, there's and a video, Taylor, of seals humping penguins to death. No, that's not quite accurate. They hump them, and then, then in they some eat cases them. eat them immediately afterwards. That's what happens. <laughs> but anyway. Death is still the final outcome of that. And so it's narrated by Morgan Freeman, which is what really... It's not the only outcome of that. Again, and David, I, I can't believe you buried the lead the fact that it was narrated by Morgan Freeman. Really just, I, I, I forgot, just I forgot about that. In my mind. Morgan Freeman doesn't need to narrate everything. I mean, yes, there are some he things he should avoid. I think it made it better. I don't know. I, I think I it sing did. you sweetly to I your can't believe seat. I forgot about that. I'm so glad it's going to finally You showed us, right? Yeah, yeah, I brought it up. There's finally going to be a payoff. I'm I've so been happy. aware of it because of another, well, because of the Kevin Smith podcast, which is why you brought it up. No, but it you made it. No, he found it. Oh. He found it. Yeah. Well, you made it a recurring segment for about six weeks. <laughs> I know, exactly. We that was curious. the lowest point in it made me not no want it was the highest point in our viewership <laughs> so i wonder the what's the correlation the highest point in our viewership was in our people like pinnipeds getting on with penguins no our, our actually our highest was uh, the clay emails right before the first photo of ben Affleck dropped that was our highest downloaded episode by like yeah because we had a fucking episodes. interview from the set of the justice league no well i mean or batman was superman well can i say it's the better one you can say whatever you want huh? i mean i hope the other one's gonna be I hope the other one's going to be better, too, but there's no proof of that. That's such a downer, considering, like, that was all, our entire fan base for, like, almost a year. There yeah. were just, like, people who were retweeting Henry Cavill photos. Yeah, right. We almost interviewed him. We almost got him on the podcast. We were supposed to do it when he had a promotion for, like, uh, was it Gods of Olympus or something? Yeah, something it was like the that. 300 knockoff. The Immortals? The Immortals. The Immortals. Which was a beautiful film. Like, everything looks like a Caravaggio painting. I don't know how they did that, but, I mean, and it has a lot of Oscar winners in it, but somehow manages to I think be that, not I think you're the good. only person that said, would ever have said that was a beautiful movie. No, it was. Like, the, the, the composition of some of the shots, I mean, literally were designed to look like Caravaggio paintings. Like, they, they evoke, like, angels and, uh, and Greek Thanks. mythic heroes in, in those kind of romance, uh, Renaissance-style frescoes. And they're gorgeous. The shots are gorgeous. But it's kind of a pointless film. I mean, much like many Mickey Rourke films. Mickey Rourke is the, is the bad guy, and he's terrible. He just he has a mask on 90% of the film, so it doesn't even matter that it's Mickey Rourke. There's, there's literally no value to it having been Mickey Rourke, because Mickey Rourke is unidentifiable throughout the entire picture. That's why Marvel is just uh, doing such a better job with just about everything they touch. Did they kill him? Most of the villains get Yeah, I think he gets killed in Iron Man 2. Yeah, he gets ripped in half. Oh, yeah, because he's shooting malfunctions or something. Or like, like, where he gets hit with a blaster. Yeah, yeah, he dies somehow. That's my least favorite Marvel film. Which is ridiculous. Iron Man 2. It's my least favorite Iron Man film. It's my least favorite Iron Man film. My favorite Iron Man film is Iron Man 3. I love Iron Man 3. A movie that you people missed out on that kicked ass, I saw it twice in theaters, was... The nice guys. I, I just bought it. So. Not bad. It's really good. I haven't watched yeah. it yet. Uh, if you like Inherent Vice or uh, The Big Lebowski, you might like that. Well, you like a, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Feel yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like, you know L.A. Noir type thing. I got the more. 60s and 70s. I got more. Uh, the what's the movie with Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes? Rising Sun. 
where they're where they're detectives in LA and Sean Connery's like he's very well versed in Japanese culture and he's helping Wesley Snipes that investigate. That is such a terrible movie. That is I've cut. seen that movie. That is a death it, cut. it is a terrible movie. I thought this was well. No, this reminded me of that because the, you watch culture, the Japanese. Just watch it after he, no, he it's, a, it's an old Scottish man berating you about Japanese corporate culture. It's awesome. It's a terrible movie. It's hilarious. It, it's what, hilarious what because... Junior Kishida, Jiko Conry, the Japanese art of self-management. It's, it's embarrassing. Do you remember that time that I was James Bond and they, they did makeup on me to make me look like I was Japanese? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forgot that. And it was literally face. just my eyes. <laughs> they didn't do anything else. We, yeah. nick, we nicknamed the place where we did our makeup as the Slanty Shanty because we were yeah. unapologetic racist. Yeah, that was, uh, that was what? Doctor, no, that wasn't Doctor Nell. You only lived twice. You only lived twice. You only lived twice. You only lived twice. I cannot stand that film. Why? Because what do you mean? Because it's racist? Because of it that. is the entire premise. It was 1962. There's no change in the entire <laughs> film. Everybody's just like... You are amazingly Japanese, Sean Connery. It's amazing how Japanese you are. He's not in that entire... He's not in that disguise the entire movie. Yes, only two-thirds of it. No, not even. He dies in the opening scene, and then they take him immediately to get his eyes waxed. That's true, they do, they do. They do nothing about the amazing body hair that is on him the entire time. It's weird, because I distinctly remember in that movie, he's sitting in the bathtub, and all the little Japanese ladies are like... Well, well, the well, Japanese spymaster who's there, who's like their Japanese M, is explaining like, yes, your Western girls would never bathe you, would they? <laughs> and then just like, what am I even watching? Is this, this is a spy thriller? And then I'm realizing like, oh my god, my dad and my grandpa probably saw this movie and we're like, this is I amazing. own the movie. This is amazing. <laughs> this, this, I'm moving to Japan immediately, Gabe. right? Gabe, I own the movie. Well, yeah, but you're a completionist. You would own every Bond film. I do own every Bond film, except ex- except for uh, Never Say Never Again. Which isn't a Bond film, no. technically. Technically not. Yeah, Sean Connery no, and his, Christopher his Walken wife is actually is the one no, who put uh, him up to do the is film. He? Christopher Walken, isn't he the like the main villain? That was Christopher Walken. He's got the, the uh, ladies that are the Amazon warriors or whatever. No, no, no. It was um, it was actually a retelling of Thunderball yeah, because was Thunderball was written by somebody who wasn't... It was written in a, in cooperation with, but it wasn't um, a uh, an Ian Fleming novel, and it's the only original James Bond novel that wasn't an Ian Fleming novel. Gotcha. And, and so the, the rights the, were weird. Like the, the rights, rights, the film rights were owned like in consort, but he was the one who had like the intellectual yeah, or like the, the moral well, rights. Well, the, the Broccoli family had the rights, and there was a dispute with one of the other producers. They only they now separated. have gotten getting them back. Like part of the reason they did they did Casino Royale is because Thunderball is essentially like the second book and sequence or whatever. I may be getting that wrong. But the idea was they were going to do Casino Royale, then Thunderball with the new series. And then, of course, the original Casino Royale, which does have James Bond in it. It's not a James Bond movie either. Yeah, it's very strange. There's also a 1954 American TV, made-for-TV film, where you have an American James Bond. It was on a hourly program where it changed every episode. It was an anthology called... uh, On Golden Bond. No, it was... uh, I can listen to There's that. like a one word, like action. Is there like, an, is there like a seniors only discussion of James Bond? Because <laughs> if it was called On Golden Bond, I would listen to that. 
No, it's about Shaq's advertising career. Oh, speaking of which, yeah, like you want to know one of the weirdest experiences we've had is we we've interviewed multiple spies on the show. Yeah, that is some that is awesome. That's a good fact to bring up. Can you tell that story to everybody? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much we're allowed to disclose. <laughs> Did the emails have a C on them? No, no. All right. Uh, yeah, no, we had, we, we talked to the curator at the time of the International Spy Museum in Washington, D.C., which I really enjoyed going to, and I did get to see the Bond exhibit that we were promoting. Um, but the thing was uh, that they are very, it's a very intense experience. It's a very cool place. It, it merges, like, pop culture and actual, like, tradecraft there. But the thing they do is they immediately point out, they're like, there are 10,000 spies in Washington, D.C. You've seen spies as you were walking into this building. That's how they introduce you to your stay at the International Spy Museum, they're like, people in this room may also be spies. Well, I think the neat thing But the way that he, the way that the, so we, we did it twice, and so we interviewed him, and then we, I kind of essentially asked that question, because it was like, oh, we had a mutual acquaintance. Um, she does, the, she's the public relations officer. She, I used to work with her at the city. And I was like, should I be concerned that I know somebody who works at the spy museum? And he's like, oh, well, yeah, if you know one spy, you know many. That was the answer he gave without any hint of like trying, no, he wasn't sarcastic. No, he, was, he wasn't trying to comfort, be comforting at all. He's like, that is the least comforting thing that has ever come out of anyone's mouth Gabe, directed Gabe, towards me. Gabe, I just met another spy yesterday. Did you really? I did, at the party I went to. And he backed it up. He's not a very good spy. Well, no, he, he's, he's out, of the, out, of, out of it. But I guess he was in China for like two years. Yeah, I guess Tom, and we also interviewed Tom King, who was an active like um, CIA officer. Yeah, yeah. And he he now his I book. Would his book Tom, I would love to get Tom King back on the show. He's the main writer on Detective Comics. Now. Well, yeah. I mean, he's a rising talent. We've had him on panels and all sorts of stuff. We saw quality before every other. <laughs> yeah. Like after his show, after he was on our show, he, he it was the jumping DC. off. Yeah. They called his vision series the Breaking Bad of comics. Yeah, of the vision. Yeah, he turned the vision into a gritty, I don't even know how to describe it, it's fantastic. He turned uh, Dick Grayson into a spy. Yeah, I mean, mostly people were reading that because he didn't have shirts on 90% of the time. Yeah, it was definitely a female-heavy uh, audience for Dick Grayson's book. They liked the Dick Grayson. And I killed it. I killed it. Yeah, you yes, were trying to have a pun. Honestly, yeah. there weren't dick puns. There were mostly butt puns in the book because that was. There are some dick puns in that book. I have every issue of Grayson. Yeah. There are some dick puns in that. Gail yeah. Simone's Twitter feed turned his butt into a main character. <laughs> it was just literally like we, we used that in one of the um, uh, in one of the uh, the visuals for our Men in Comics panel at uh, Indie PopCon a couple of years ago. It was about the female, we had a thing about the female gaze, and it was literally just a, a giant slide of, of dick butt. Uh, so I guess, I guess we can wrap, start wrapping things up here. Um, somewhat. Well, no, we'll do another no, round of That was a better pun. No, I, I laughed, yeah, I laughed because you were going for dick jokes, and you're like, we're going to wrap it up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> finally got a good and I, I just happened to be reading an article about condoms it. at the same time. Is it still a Jimmy quote if Jimmy Olsen's not wearing it? I don't know, that's a good question. Whoa. All I know is Durex. I just know that we're going to... Oh, the gonna, thing? Yes. When, <laughs> when are we recording a sandwich podcast? Because you all think I was like... Sandwich, uh, sandwich on Star Wars VHS Yeah, podcast. like I'm seriously... <laughs> <laughs> no, no we, we, we should do a sandwich like, podcast. Kind of epic sandwich. show is dead. We'll be a kind of epic show. <laughs> 
I have, I have a few questions. We, we have All right, Dave has some questions. I know I stole the feed, but that's only because no, David no, Gilman wasn't here, and I have had alcoholic beverages, and you can't stop me. No, usually <laughs> Gilman plans these, and then he had car problems and couldn't make it. So, I mean, we could have. That's an entire. He was the entire reason that we were having it today was so he could come down over, you know, uh, over a break, but. Is what it is. It's no, better for him to take care of I'm going to ask some process questions. Oh, and process about, questions. We're going to talk about the time we tried to have two podcasts in a podcast. Uh, two, we, we tried to have more than one podcast? We did. We tried to have a podcasting network. Oh, yeah, yeah we, we did. About we did talk so about it. So what happened to the kind of epic in East Coast? The kind of epic East Coast? They stopped doing it. That's all I know. They never explained it. Uh, Chris Dan said he would actually send me a voicemail when he got off work. So... So we did that. We've we've been a uh, we've been a bi-coastal podcast at one point. No, in time. we were just on a coast and then the Midwest. I don't know if that's bi-coastal. We're, we I guess you would call us like the the, the what are, what are a regional called? podcast. Yeah, regional. I mean, there was a, what do you call the Great Lakes region? They have a coast. North coast, east coast, north coast. Is that a thing? I've know. heard it called the North Coast. Yeah, but North Coast Brewing is in San Diego, though. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Screw those guys. Okay. I don't know. It, bi-coastal sounds more interesting because I can put bi in the thing. And it just oh, and that always makes things more interesting? Well, I, well I mean, yes, because it, 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 Gabe, it, Gabe, it Gabe. implies that you have, have more than one object Gabe. of interest. Gabe, it's our 200, 200th episode. If you feel like saying anything, we're more than welcome to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I, what? I, I what? think now would be a good time. Now would be a good time, yeah. Fuck Kevin Durant. I, I want to espouse a very, very unpopular opinion for nerds. So, uh, what, where were you leading with this question? I was just saying that was an interesting experiment that failed. For now. Who knows? It might, but the it might. other things that we have tried, what are, what are other interesting things we tried that you would like to try again? <laughs> Phrasing. Phrasing. I know we won't um, be doing beer podcasts. Well, we won't well, be doing uh, beer podcasts. That might be a good idea. And I, I wouldn't mind, like, you know. Uh, Those were always fun. Like I, I like the idea of like you know collaborative podcasts like where we like do, like the panels you know but be kind of cool potentially you know maybe do like a you know two part episode with Miller Time podcast or something. You know. Yeah, which we've, we've done, done a crossovers. Those, yeah. We did Crisis on Infinite podcast with us and Nerd Management, and then your crossover where you were on the East Coast show. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I've I've refreshed memories of New York. That's too bad. People are liking our videos, but they're not commenting on our videos. Why would they comment? <laughs> what are they going to say? Maybe we don't want to know what they have people to say. People are clearly watching them. I'm very disturbed. See, my, my worry was that when I don't want it to be popular is when it will clearly be popular. <laughs> and I know this to be the case. You're having the Donald Trump uh, slash producers problem. You yeah. hold all the power in your hands. If only do you, you, do you buy into that Donald Trump theory, the idea like he started thinking that he wasn't going to win, and now he's doing everything he can to lose. Nah, he's a narcissistic asshole. It's a 2016 uh, election poster. Taco trucks, lesbian farmers, 2016, make America awesome again. Why? Can someone explain to me the concept of that, why either of those things were bad? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Like, we need more farmers, and well, uh, I love remember, 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 Gabriel, uh, masculinity is fragile, and it's also a prison, and anything that threatens that, whether, like, you know, it's uh, work that's generally coded as masculine, such as farming, you know, or, 
And then, like, the taco truck, like I said earlier, like, you know, Mexican food was decoded as nasty, disgusting, like, they called their food trucks. Have you, ever, have you ever watched the, um, I wanted to do a food podcast, honestly. Like, the first three interviews Man, we that know I what did. the next spinoff is. No, you think I was joking about the damn sandwich show. I would eat a kind of epic sandwich. Well, Jeez. Gabe, just start, like, just start, like, going around with the, the, the handheld and yeah. talk about your fucking lunch. Did you, not, did, you not get, did you not get the theme? Like, the three, the first time, three times I had you sit down to, to interview people, it was, it was a guy. around food? Yes, it was. Angie McCartan, we were there to talk about her tea company. Clay, we were there to talk about the coffee and brewing industry. Unless the third one was a beer-related thing too. It was a beer-related podcast. I almost got this. Is this is I um I, I don't even think you knew this. Um, do you like Tool? Hell the band. Yes. The band. Yes, we love James Tool. Maynard Keenan has a winery, and he was down to talk about what? about his wine. Nick Cave has a winery too. From Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I did not. Let's, let's do this. Let's get this. You, 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 but the theme is it's, it was five years ago. The theme is gone. You missed the opportunity. <laughs> There's never a missed opportunity. I, I, I even I was trying to like drop hands like, hey, this could be a thing that could really take off. I mean, you just didn't see the through line. I clearly missed it. Well, it's never too late. It's only too late if you make it too late. Yeah. Tell that to my executioner tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, everyone's already everyone's still alive, right? You, mostly. Until the drive home. Yeah. The dry hump? I thought it was going to be dry like... Oh, the dry hump. So you're safe. I'm so safe. I don't know, you know, maybe a car could get up to the fourth uh, floor. Yes. You know, if I really try and really gun it, you know, who knows what I can do. You need a ramp. Top of the world, Ma. <laughs> It was funny. We had for the beer corner, I was trying to get people to send us free beer, and one company agreed to do it but didn't do it. They didn't do it. Damn it. Flyers. I'm going to call them out. No, don't. No, just because well, they'll still like it anyway. So I can make a joke about it. But no, they were pretty fun with us on Twitter. Narragansett Brewing Company out in Rhode Island. I think well, they maybe. Well, to be fair, like there's actually there's legal ramifications. Like for. Uh, no, I think you can't actually ship beer to Indiana, as my understanding. Yeah, like that's why you uh, like uh, like beer, beers. No, no, but I, I think that, I think there are still some uh, wine order clubs that there are, as long as they're out of state. But beer is a different thing. You're not supposed to send from the mail. Period. I think. I think is it because like the unpasteurized pasteurized stuff or. Something like it's there's some weird laws. It's like we're governing it. Uh, yeah, making it less interesting. I, I I should just not open my mouth most of the time. But, but anyway. uh, no, interesting about uh, about uh, about uh, the Narragansett uh, Brewing Company. Yeah, uh, that's what uh, Quint drinks in Jaws. Uh, Is it? Oh yeah, it used to be the most popular New England brew, but they yeah. they went out of business. Uh, but they revived it like uh, a couple years ago. When for, he was drinking it in in Jaws, they were brewing it in Fort Wayne. So that's pretty anachronistic. Uh, they they actually like. Uh, I think Last year for that guy, uh, I think it was like the, like the 40th anniversary of Jaws, I think last mm-hmm. year, uh, they uh, had brought, brought back the old style hands, oh. uh, crush it like Quint, it was in magazines and stuff. Okay. I, think I, I think I have I, that I, in my career advocate. I think I have a, a through line. So like, we were talking about things that we want. I mean, the last thing I would close on, like if, if I can suggest is like what you want the podcast to do or like what long-term things other than playing the VHS for Star Wars. <laughs> uh, like what? Like long what things, term? Yeah. What do you want to achieve for the next year? And I have, I have a goal. Shit, man! I can only imagine have, like going back and listening to these anniversary episodes every time that we've answered this question to see what. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I, I have, I have my a wife, it gets sadder and sadder as time progresses. <laughs> I want to get. Uh, I want to get Nick Cage on the show because he keeps popping up in Indiana. God damn it! 
I don't know if you've been aware of this. He's no, like I shooting. Aware he's of shooting this. like he's shooting a couple of independent films in northern Indiana or southern Indiana he, because he's he broke. Must not have, yeah, he must no, not he's, have he's completely broke, and he's just showing up at like the outlet mall in in, in uh, Gatlinburg or whatever that place is, Edinburgh. Yeah, and he's just showing up there randomly. Huh. And I want to get him on the show for another reason. He's promoting. He's doing a film uh, where he's starring as the captain of the USS Indianapolis. Yes, yeah. And so there's going to be some press outings so through, we'll through the state. So we'll just talk about how uh, the movie is like Jaws? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's about the story. The, 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 I know, yeah. I know. But hey, uh, well, Brody. But yeah, I want to get, that's my, uh, that's my New Year's resolution. Jaws was on the Indianapolis. Yeah, my New Year's resolution for, for the kind of epic show is to have Nicholas no, Cage on the Quinn, show. Quinn was on the Indianapolis. Sorry. It's, it's a reasonable goal. I'm just saying, like, that's my New Year's resolution hey, for the show. I'm talking about Jaws, and he's still talking about Nick Cage. Yeah, because I want to get Nick Cage on the show. Like, what, is, <laughs> what, is, what, is, what is your, like, podcast goal? Like, what is the thing you would like to see us achieve in the next year? I'm just year? glad he's here. It's, like, the first time he's been on the show in a year. He can be our bicontinental. He's, he may be going to China and doing a podcast. Might have to. Might have to flee the country. It's scary fucking times we're living in, man. Uh, no, it's not. It's going to be a wonderful time. Taco trucks on every corner. <laughs> right. It's the best time to live in this country. Progressive farming. Yeah. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, the taco trucks are going to be farmed to table, guys. I don't know. He has no goal. That's fine. It's fine not to have a goal. Like, Andrew, what is, a, what is a thing that you would, you would find? It's not like a serious thing, but like if you could do a thing and this could allow you to achieve that thing, what would that thing be? Um, well, it might be kind of cool if like an NBA player is in the gate stuff on the podcast, like Chris Bosh. Uh, Done. Chris Bosh has appeared on like uh, Whole Cage of the Smash. Yeah. Uh, he, he actually went to Georgia Tech. Uh, where was, was Tech or State? I think it was Tech. Maybe it was State. Uh, but he studied computer animation there. Uh, you know, he's... He's a beer snob too, like you know. Uh, so it'd be fun to get sit down and interview, you know, talk about that side of his career uh, and his interests. Like he homebrews, like his wife got him a homebrew kit a couple of years ago, and uh, he'll bring uh, growlers of beers he's made to parties. He tries to get tries to get Dwayne Wade into beer making. And, the know, only like, basketball yeah. player we've had on the show is the Mountain. Oh, Ian White. Yeah, Ian White was a uh, the original Mountain. The original Mountain. Well, no, no, he's the second Mountain. Number two, first one you actually see his face. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's the there are three mountains. One of them, one of them you actually see his face, and he um two of them you do. Two of them you do. He also played. You know who he played? One one. He was the giant one one. Yeah. As well as all the White Walkers from season one and two. And he was also in uh, Prometheus. Uh, yeah, he played the uh, the Promethe- Prometheus. He was the back Prometheus. Uh, Prometheus. He played the Prometheus aliens, yeah. Yeah, what the hell, the, the, the Traveler, whatever the hell it was called. He's also, I think, the, the alien in it. Maybe. The Xenomorph. No, that Xenomorph was tiny and probably all digital. Yeah. Well, it bursted out of his chest, though, which, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a small company of people who have had aliens burst out of their chests. It's true. That's weird that we're getting a sequel to that next Yeah, you, you could uh, sort them what I like to call the John Hurt Locker. <laughs> no. We can call this episode the John Hurt Locker. No, it's episode 200, game. It's episode 200. Which, speaking of which, like, I'll talk to you about this, but uh, somebody had, like, somebody Twitter famous had, like, a, a harebrained uh, analysis of Alien How it's about colonialism. Uh, it's, which, you, you can probably find that thing in there, but the way, the, their, their version of it was just uh, dog shit had. Uh, Completely inept analysis. Uh, but they, I like the, the through line that they came up with, like that he's 
totally on board with camera is like the idea that it was literally Space Jesus or whatever. First one was oh, Ridley yeah, Scott. Scott. First one was Ridley Scott game. I said Ridley Scott, didn't I? You said James Cameron. 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 Oh wait, no, Jesus. Scott. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, James Cameron doesn't care or believe in Space Jesus, but Ridley Scott does. <laughs> but he's but, but Jim Cameron made the better of the alien movie. Yeah, he did. But Space, Space Jesus, Jesus is all I'm saying. Space like Jesus. it's in Prometheus. Yeah. And he's totally buying into that. And he says the second one was going to be like Milton's Paradise Lost. Huh. With Space Jesus. Well, no, literally in that film. <coughs> yeah. Bless you. Yeah, so in, in the alien universe, Jesus was a xenomorph. Yeah. One of the xenomorphs, he was one of the... He was one of the... Uh, what were the... The, tra were the, the Travelers? What were those called? Gabe? What were those? I don't think that's they a, came that's up with... That's what they called them, I think. It was just Travelers. Maybe. Yeah. Well, they had a name the, in like the out of canon stuff, and then they had a name in the canon stuff. I don't know. Dark Horse is publishing a comic with them now. Yeah, I know. It's pretty good art, but I haven't read it. Hmm. I don't know. I just I liked. I remember liking that film. That was really divisive. I, that I, was one I of the most divisive part. podcasts because Gilman, Gilman really enjoyed it, or he hated it, and you and I liked it. I yeah, something like that. And then Andrew was ambivalent, and I don't think you liked the space Jesusness of it. Oh well, I, I thought it was a little too on the nose. But I thought it was a decent movie. I, I still remember that C-section scene where she's got... Oh, oh, yeah. oh. That's one of the most painful You yeah, so like the scenes. body horror element of it. Like, so the, the camera elements were, were always like the fun action elements, and then Ridley Scott was like, I made a horror, horror movie in space, and it was yeah. awesome. And he did, but then the sequels were not as awesome. No. So are you yeah. happy that the, the new ones aren't going to take place and the, they're going to ignore Aliens 3 and 4? Well, the next one is Alien... Uh, well, it's a sequel to Prometheus, directed by Ridley Scott, with Alien in the title. So. Yeah, Alien Covenant, I think. Yeah, Alien but Covenant, then it's happening which is a direct sequel to Prometheus. I think, though, they're in pre-production on the other one, too, with the Neil Neil, Yeah, that hasn't moved forward, so mm. I think... Depending on how uh, Ridley Scott's Alien movie does. That sucks, because like you know that that one is going to underperform compared to what the other one was. Maybe, but Ridley Scott, Alien, they kind of go... Well, the one the was going to get Sigourney Weaver back, and I think it would have overperformed. I mean, if anyone was interested in the franchise, I think they would have preferred that one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I took us in that direction. What was your bucket list item? Well, I was going to go over to, to Taylor. What's so, your... Yeah, what do you you're, want to You're new. What's... Uh, well, I mean, I feel like I don't have that much interest that I don't really experience as much. No, but what, I, what, I, what do you want to experience? an NBA player to the table. Yeah. If you want are you going to bring a Kardashian? What are we doing? <laughs> to any of the sky is the we, limit. We've all experienced a bunch of stuff. What would you like to experience with the show? Who would you want to talk to if you could get if you could get a microphone in front of someone? Like I feel like it's one of those like uh, kindergarten questions. We're like, well, would you would you like to sit down and talk to? I think I think Gilman would say the same thing if you were here. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So okay, so we're going with kindergarten cop. Yeah, Schwarzenegger. Dolph Lundgren. I prefer cop. I prefer cop oh, and a half. Remake. That's true. There's that remake. <laughs> sequel. It's sequel. sequel. It's okay. Kindergarten Cop two. Yeah. Twice as much nicer. Oh boy! I think I, I thought about mine long enough. I want to get close to the Wu Tang Clan again. I want to get as close. You want to touch that? You want? I just want. I need to feel it. I need to know what it feels like to be in that presence of Wu Tang Clan swords. Okay. I, I mean, well, you know, you got Method Man's involvement with uh, with the Luke Cage series, which I have no doubts is gonna like blow up like mad. And the the amount, if if they put that much thought and detail into the music that's gonna go behind this show, you gotta figure that every aspect is gonna be beautiful. And I think that that'd be a cool experience. Too. What What about you, David? Um, 
it was funny when we recorded uh, on Thursday. I just kept uh, I kept making uh, jabs at sponsorship. Mm-hmm. I think if there's anything I would like, it would be to not pay for this. Well, here's the thing: all you have to do is incorporate, and then leave us completely out of the picture. Just do it for yourself, and then we can give you the advertising. Yes. I'm being deadly serious. I don't want it to be a complication in my life, so you can take all that <laughs> responsibility, please. Yeah. Well, that'd be fun. No, I, I would just like us to get back to where we were. I, I think that's the the biggest thing. Who's willing to take over the Twitter and Facebook so that we actually know when we have an episode posted? I, I post it on Twitter every time that we have an episode posted. I do. This is going to turn into a domestic dispute on here, apparently. <laughs> I thought that was, I was actually, no, I was just concerned because of the banging in the background. I thought that was disconcerting. No, it was no, just no. somebody going uh, on the other yeah, I just, I just want us to get back to, to where we were, you know? It would be nice. David, we've gone in other directions. I mean, <laughs> the, 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 we're going to be talking about sandwiches, okay? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, maybe instead of getting pressed to, to New York Comic Con, we'll get a... Is there a sandwich convention? Yes, there is. Yes. There's got to be a sandwich convention. I know, somewhere. there has to be. Sandwich Con 2017. Yeah, it's called the Chicago Bears home game. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. We could do that. I feel okay with that. Uh, you know what? We will do. We'll do more. We'll do more. Uh, I, I can make that promise that we'll do more events and stuff in uh, in 2017. We we kind of took a year off. This it year's did, been an odd year. Well, I didn't want to like apply for stuff. You you wanted to apply for stuff based on like your own merit and stuff, and that turned out to be a bad idea. No, it was a bad idea having you in charge of it. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think you've learned your lesson, <laughs> and we'll now submit independently. Cause the lesson is never try. You never try. Oh, boy. Uh, actually, I did think of it. Um, with, with you bringing up uh, Luke Cage, uh, what are you looking forward to the most in the next coming, like, six months? The rest of 2016. For, you mean in terms of, like, uh, content? Content, yeah. I, I would say for me that's the biggest thing. I think, I mean, I think the character is great, and, like, the whole... Like repurposing and re- rebranding of the black exploitation concept, you know, taking that and turning it into a tool to to show a black superhero, to show you know, to show a, a story that's not just a white guy with superpowers yeah. is nice, and like that that's going to be a big thing. And then the, the hip hop element in there is another thing that really well, uh, I strongly connect with. So even at a New York Comic Con, the uh, the showrunner even even said it's about time that we have a bulletproof black man. Um, and you actually started reading. You were probably what first exposed to Luke Cage through New Avengers, right? Yeah. So I suck at this bottle opening thing. Can you do that? Yeah, yeah. Why am I trying what to do two people? I don't. He's struggling. No, I, I, I lost all ability to control my motor functions. I was I looking at. A, I was looking at a list of like the the fifteen issues to read to to get a good understanding of Luke Cage yeah. before the show comes okay. out. I've read none of them. You've read none of them? <laughs> none of them. Really? Were on this is how I, I drink beer. It was like it was like okay, so the, you know the uh, the what do you call it? Not a pilot, but but the. Uh, introduction of you know yeah, yeah, the okay. introduction one and there was one in there where it was a crossover with Spider-Man the Amazing Spider-Man like 100 something uh, there was one with Power Man which oh, I'm not familiar with together. that Iron Fist and then uh, yeah that was Luke Cage's code name 
Yeah. No, there was no, there was one there was like him fighting someone else. I thought, okay, maybe I just mis misunderstood it, but one, there, there are a bunch of the, like the classic stuff a bunch from, of classic from stuff Luke Cage that gotcha. I'm not familiar with, but that supposedly is what I need to know. So. Who, who <laughs> created Luke Cage? Ooh. I, 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 I want to say it was like maybe Steve Englehart, maybe? Maybe. It was, he was a 70s creation. Uh, no, because we interviewed him and he talked about writing for him. Who wants to Google him? Okay, chance to Google him. Yeah, chance that was one of my favorite things we did on the show. Is we talked to a lot of people who were like early Marvel people. So like Englehart was interesting because at the time it was going to be the third Captain America movie was going to be his like uh, nomad version of Captain America, which, which seems we might to still get. we might still get that. It's I mean, not going to be Captain. It's not going to be Captain. And it said that somebody else will be Captain America in the upcoming film, yeah. but it's not going to be a Captain America film, I don't think, right? Well, the next thing that he's going to be in is. Uh, Infinity War. And yeah. He won't be Captain America. Infinity yeah, he won't be. He won't be playing Cap. So somebody else will. But it, in Sebastian Stan, that was the rumor because you have like what he's, concept art. He's was, got like eight movies left on his contract, whereas Steve Rogers has only got two. Yeah. yeah. So so credits to creation of Luke Cage go to Archie Miller. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, and then John Romita Senior, or sorry, Archie Goodwin, John Archie Romita Goodwin, Sena, yeah. Senior, and George Tusca. Yeah, that makes sense. What was his first appearance? Uh, first appearance, Luke Cage, Hero for, Hero for Hire, number one. It's 1972, June gotcha. 1972. See, you know, there was, uh, at one point they were talking about these Netflix shows possibly taking place in the 70s. That would have been so much that? more interesting. Well, I kind of see, I, I mean, the, they didn't do that with, uh, with uh, Jessica Jones, but they could yeah. have. They could have. And the same with Daredevil, because it doesn't really tie it down to a specific... Yeah. Time period, and it also just it didn't resonate very well for me hearing about how, what a shithole New York is. Well, and it's like apparently New York is only a shithole in the Marvel universe. Well, that's because oh, hey, you're sucks. forgetting the key aspect to why it's a shithole. Well, yes, the, inci the incident, the incident, David. Yeah. How many times do we have to mention the incident for it to feel like the MCU? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is kind of off on its own little thing, but uh, Andrew, what are you looking forward to this fall? The return of the NBA. Of course. <laughs> of course. Plenty of superhero characters there. Dwight was Howard. That, was that a Tolkien book? Uh, <laughs> Gabe, how about yourself? Uh, like nerdy content? Yeah, any, any like, content. If there's a book coming out that you want, nerdy content. There are a couple of books that are coming out that I want. Um, there's one called Babylon's Ashes, which is the latest um, in the Expanse book series. So they've, they've adapted that to, uh, to a strong sci-fi. I'll admit I hadn't read the books before the sci-fi show came out. I really loved the sci-fi show, and then I immediately dived into the books and was really happy that there were five of them. They've got enough content on there for like a 10-year, 12-year series. It's, oh, wow. it's bloody fantastic. And they've actually done some things that have slightly improved the narrative. So like the first one is, is very much like a noir detective story set in space. Um, what they were able to do is they added the geopolitical drama that's un undercurrent in it and that shows up in the second and like fourth and fifth books. Mm -hmm. And they made that present from day one so that you get the wider backstory and the wider universe building. So that was something that actually translated well to film or, or to television, to long format stuff. And by adding this Avasarala, or Avasarala uh, her name is hard, um, Avasarala? Uh, don't get mad at me because the vo the person reading the audiobooks also has trouble pronouncing <laughs> it, and like the two different people who read the books have read it in different ways and has made me angry because I want a consistent universe. Damn it, you're taking me out of it. What with your weird pronunciations of a name, sorry. 
That was a weird kvetch, but I had to do it because I, I really love those books. And I'm excited. It's, uh, I think it's the sixth book in the series, Babylon's Ashes. It comes out in November. <laughs> and then there's also, uh, what was the other book that was coming out in November? There are other books in November, and I'm excited about them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yay for November. Yay. Uh, yeah, also the second season of The Expanse on sci-fi I'm looking forward to. Oh, there you go. Your turn. What to expect? Yeah, what, what, what do you want, uh, what, what are you looking forward to in uh, entertainment? Samuel Jackson finding a huge monkey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that a, wait, Tom. that's next summer. Yeah. Was it the next summer? summer? Well, what are you looking forward in 2016? What are you looking forward to to close out 2016? What do you have left, left yeah. in the whole thing? Yeah. Rogue One? Oh, why didn't I say that? I'm more excited. Is, is that, how are you not? I'm more excited about that than I am about any of these Star Wars sequels. That's the thing. All these Star Wars sequels, I'm going to have a shadow of a doubt. You have to. Because of the prequels. It's still like in me that I'm just like, I don't You're ready to be disappointed. Yeah, episode seven was great, but I, I feel like it would be dangerous to uh, have uh, high expectations. I didn't, and they were met. But I think Rogue One, I do have really high expectations, and I still expect them to be met. Well, they, yeah, I think I, I don't think there's anything they've shown us. I, 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 I loved, I loved the fact that people reacted to the trailer and like that they had that actress who apparently was a clone of Mon Mothma, and, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, this is the ultimate throwback Thursday. This is literally the best that anyone has ever done this. Like, the aesthetic of that film is 1970s Star Wars in a way that none of the other yeah. attempts of that have been. Who's the... That's not an Abrams one, is it? What? Who's, who's no, behind it? No, it's... Uh, oh, why am I spacing his name? It's... Uh, why am I spacing the director? Oh, yeah. Ryan Johnson? No, he's doing the next one, sorry. No, or, yeah, Ryan Johnson's doing... Uh, a... Uh, Colin... Whatever that did Jurassic World is doing... Nine. Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards, yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I knew, I knew it was the Godzilla guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of Gareth Edwards' projects um, that got canned was actually, we talked about it on the show. We interviewed the guy who created this comic called Rust. Um, it's set in the Canadian prairie after a, uh, like a diesel punk World War I where people uh, were fighting giant mechanical robots because um, the Germans at the time didn't ask if they should have built giant mechanical robot automatons that would destroy the world. They just didn't ask that question, and we suffered. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, like a, it's a really good book if you haven't read it. I would recommend uh, Rust. It's a three-part book, and they got a new book out, actually, like, early this year, so. Gotcha. You met him again at C2E2. Um, I, I guess you mentioned Throwback Thursday. Uh, Chevy Chase is in the news. What did he do? He uh, entered rehab on his alcohol problem. Uh, Sorry, not funny, but uh, we had we had young Ch Chevy Chase on our show. Yeah, we did have young Pierce. Forgot about that. Yeah, that was an awkward one because that was also the day we had the uh, we had to. Was it the yeah, it was the same day. I had to interview that twelve-year-old kid who's all like, yeah, who's like sweetness and light, yeah. and then I had to interview that jerk. <laughs> the same. That's a weird day. Um, yeah, that's that's the youngest guest we've had on, other yeah. than your niece who gave us a guest introduction. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess this, this is it. This is two hundred guys. 
Uh, we should do something that will be really difficult on, for gonna, David to edit. Hold on, I'm going to go back to Facebook. Do one more live, uh, live thing here. All right. Going live in... I like that it warns you. It does warn us. Isn't that nice? Yeah. All right. Well, we still don't have any audience watching currently, but uh, this wraps up episode 200. Congrats, guys. Thank you for your time today. D David, I have an important question for yes. you. Yes. I need to know how magnets work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just recently retold that story. Never gets old. No, retell it one more time. Well, One more memory. What for the year was was that? Two thousand twelve. Oh, that we were at C two E two or twenty ten? Twenty ten? No, it can't no. have been. It, it can't have been. It, it had to be at least two thousand eleven. Two thousand ten was the first year for C two E two. Yes. So it was two thousand eleven. It, 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 it was twenty. No, it was twenty ten. He wasn't there the first year. Well, no, the, 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 the magnets thing. That's where it happened initially. Where they they stopped asking for that song and just come out. Oh, okay. Well, either way, yeah, we were at C two E two. We were. I think we were back in the uh, in the artist alley, and we were walking around trying to you know it was like early on in the the convention, so we were trying to set up interviews Miracles with artists. And uh, I remember because I got the doo wop box set from Rhino before we uh, was it? took What's the trip. What was the name of the group that came up to us? I don't remember the guy who dressed as the tenth uh, uh, doctor. It was uh, Pop. 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 Yeah, yeah. So they uh, they came up with their crew and they were like, hey, hey, you know, they saw David was rocking the camera, so they're like, hey, can we interview for you for our segment? Yeah. And so you got up there and they asked you a couple of different questions about the con. And then the last one, as Andrew and I were just all like standing by watching, and they asked you how magic's working. Your your expression. First was really confused, and then it was just kind of blank because you're like, "What the fuck? So this isn't relevant to anything." And was, but we had just watched the video yeah, we, the night before. We were dying laughing about it. It was pretty funny time. Good old ICP. Wait, was that ICP? Yep. What, that wasn't one of the other psychopathic records. No, it was ICP. Okay, I get them confused. My wife is only the only person watching right now. Yeah. The other, one of the other like interesting experiences like that where we've had been filmed or we've been, uh, yeah, been sure like my wife left the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she saw my face and she was just repulsed and I apologize. Uh, it's genetics, there's nothing I can do. I mean, I could work out, but who could be bothered? Uh, Josh Miller is back. Hi, Josh. So we did, um, there was the time that uh, we were Josh, covering I, Hold on, hold on. Josh, I have to ask. Are we the most entertaining thing on your Monday evening? <laughs> Sorry, bud. Just had to ask. You've been on every time, which we appreciate. Just, just asking. All right. Continue, Gabe. Uh, so we were covering Gen Con one And I think you left the show. And we accidentally, uh, I got involved in a Canadian insult comedy show. A Canadian insult comedy yeah, show? Canadian so they're just making fun of you? Show. Like, yeah, so they were making fun of people at Gen Con. And they're like, oh, this fucking nerd right there. Oh, yeah. It was like so they uh, they did they had this thing where they called it Matagories. Just that he didn't have much going on. Yeah, one of the one of the names is Matt, or Matt was one of the hosts, and he had this dice like so he was like it was Gen Con, so you had to make it into a game, and so you rolled the dice, and whatever number it landed on was how you were insulted, 
And so I played it, and then one of them was you get to insult the host, and then I rolled it, and I wasn't able to come up with any insults. And then he looks directly into the camera, and he's like, that's because you can't insult perfection. <laughs> and so yeah, I was on Canadian insult comedy, and they were ripping on uh, my shitty hairdo and clothing. Yeah, which hasn't changed. No, no, not at all. Fashion right. sense did not improve in four years. All right, well, uh, just want to get everybody in the picture for this. Are you are you sure you want to get everybody? Get, get Gucci Mane in there. He just he just leaked uh, some sensitive information about the existence of another Outcast album, ladies and gentlemen. There's Gucci Mane acting like a fool. Okay, this is not what I had planned. Oh well. So go, go ahead and go. No, go ahead. No, that's all. I just wanted you to see Gucci's face. <laughs> all right. He just said he did an album without or did a project without Outcast. That's all. It's a big deal in my mind. So. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna flip the camera. I'm gonna go this way. I'm gonna get us all in here. Where, what, what the hell are you doing? Andrew's not in the frame, but I uh, just wanted to say thank you for watching tonight. Uh, hopefully, we were still entertaining. May God have mercy back. on our souls. People keep coming back, so, and we're instantly dropping viewers. Awesome. Anyways, uh, this was episode 200. Thank you so much for watching, and hopefully, we'll do another 200. Yeah. <laughs> In, any closing, guys? Outcast forever. Dungeon family forever. I'm so excited about this. this is the I'm being held time. against my will. <laughs> I can't wait to eat sandwiches for a <laughs> 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 Anyway. <laughs>